What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 62, the magic number for Aaron Judge this season, and we are back, ready to talk some football. We uh, ran into a little issue last week. We weren't able to get uh, the second pod uh, for football season out. You say good eye? What? Do you say good eye? Good eye. Yeah, we did. Someone doesn't have a good eye. Somebody really ran into a problem last week. Well, there's that, but that's that's not important. Uh, no, but we're back and ready to talk. With us. we're all over the place today, talking uh, Heck yeah. college, talking NFL, uh, a couple other big storylines going on in the sports world. Uh, so, it's really excited to be here. But uh, let's see how the guys are doing. What's up, guys? I'm good, man. What's going on? What's going on with you guys? I'm good. Enjoying, uh, you know, Bills seven zero on the Titans. Titans, you know, moving, but Taylor the Wands down, and uh, that's uh, that's not good for Tannehill. No, not absolutely good. not. No, we're recording this Monday night, watching the Bills game. Uh, pretty cool that we got two games here tonight. I always like a little mix up there, having the the two options. But they normally uh, do that on uh, opening week, don't they? It's opening week, and then like. I wanted to say they did like one or two more games after the opening, so this might be the last one of the season. But uh, glad to have it. Yeah, you know, now to have too much football and got two de- decent games. So yeah, exactly. Um, that's that's exciting too. But overall, the weekend was great. Let's um, let's just jump into college real quick. Let's start recapping uh, the college weekend and kind of where uh, where we think things are standing. Um, I was in Dallas this weekend. I uh, was able to go to the OU fan club there in Dallas and watch the game. Um, ner- I wasn't really nervous about the game. Just didn't know if we were going to go out there and just pound them uh, or if we were going to go out there and play a real close game on a you know hostile environment and all that. And mm-hmm. I-, I was so glad that uh, the poundage is what took place because OU dominated this game uh, after that first drive. Yeah, you know it was kind of uh, worrisome that we, you know we uh, we punt, they go down and score with you know without any effort, and then uh, something happened, and you know I saw uh, Coach Finnables pull the defense aside and really talk to everybody, and was really tearing into them, and guess what they they, they stepped up after that, and uh, it was good to see. Yeah, they answered the call. Uh, yeah, that first drive, you know Nebraska came out through some different looks at uh, OU that they weren't prepared for. You could see some guys were kind of. Especially when you rewatch the uh, uh, rewatch the highlights of it, you can kind of tell what they were talking about. Like some of the guys were confused on that first drive. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very easy for Nebraska, and you know Nebraska scored. And uh, after that, it almost felt like OU just was basically giving them a you know a hey here's this for your troubles because now the game's really starting and you're about to get fucking dominated. Yeah, because from that point on, OU on both sides of the ball just really dominated the game. No, and yeah, I mean, it it was nice to see the way they did it. Um, you know, we were able to have su- some success through the air and really got that running game going. Oh, yeah. I was glad to see that, that it really complemented, um, you know, the, the positive defense that we, everything we had going on defense, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the, the play action and everything going. It, it was just, everything just really gelled well together. And yeah, we really put it on them, man. And, you know, of course, um, Everyone now has the question, uh, should you just kept Frost a couple more weeks? Because that $8 million that they had to pay out uh, didn't really help them when they uh, when OU came into town. I mean, I, I mean, either way, I don't think it was going to matter if Frost was there or not. I mean, this was coming. Um, you know, 
it's just you know, people are gonna you know people now the, they'll throw the narrative now that well Nebraska is not very good they're not very good oh you can't you can't argue about who you have in front of you but oh you but during the week you just kept hearing people say like okay the cancer's gone like this is a fresh start for them they can play loose they can you know they can really open things up and you know and there's people who are like you know I think they'll probably cover the spread and then there's a few people out there who's like you know what. They just possible they may win this game. Think, Nebraska, yeah. I think two or That's three crazy. of the, the panel for on Fo- the Fox uh, show uh, picked Nebraska. Oh, Reggie and Urban yeah. flat out yeah. picked uh, Nebraska to win this game. And so I was like, mm, that's a little surprising. <laughs> but, I don't uh, think anybody should have picked. I think you can't expect that team to go into that situation, especially playing a big game, you know, against OU, and expect them to come out and win. Well, I think like, the, I don't know what everybody was thinking picking Nebraska. Well, I think they they were sitting here. They're like, okay, we've watched OU play two teams that they they're, they're clearly better than in Kent State and UTEP, and they did what they were supposed to do. But now, what happens when you get a kind of step up in talent? I mean, the one thing we we'll say does is Nebraska proved to. <laughs> well, that's well. Here's the, step up. That's I mean. I mean, they're a step up in the program. I yeah, get that. yeah. So, and it's but, not like, and it's not like Nebraska hasn't, you know, gone, you know, getting players out of the transfer portal and you know doing some recruiting, hasn't done decently well. Um, but it's just a step up overall. And I mean, I mean, to be fair, Nebraska's offense isn't exactly. They have good pieces on that offense. It's just the the two of the key pieces that Nebraska is not very good at is on the defensive line and offensive line. Um, and so OU just you know they had to go out there and handle business and you know like all the really you know great teams do, and they absolutely did it. I mean they went in there and what was a hostile environment after that first score. I mean that crowd was fired up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and again you know you go into it you look at imagine so it's third and seven. What if they don't get that you know at least the the confidence for Nebraska keep going if they don't if if Gabriel doesn't run that in then. You go, you punt it to them again, and now it's seven nothing Nebraska. They got the ball back, and here we go. But you know, after that touchdown, OU responded, and they just put their foot to their throat and just kept it going. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a good point. One thing about your defense for OU is, uh, I would say this now. I feel like you guys have a lot of really good players on that defensive side. Um, I feel like you're going to be able to recruit a lot more, a lot better players. But they're playing with passion. They want to play for each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's the number one thing. If you look at there was a play, uh, there was a play where uh, one of the guys I can't remember what quarter it was, but they were kind of like, you know, bouncing around in the backfield, mm-hmm. and you just see the entire defense swarm over to that player. That's one thing that they've done. Down. You could, and I agree with you. They, that's one thing you've noticed. Like the opening three weeks, is they swarm to the ball. They swarm like, to the ball. Like yeah. even if a guy doesn't complete the tackle, he can he holds it together for everybody else to just attack and swarm. 100%. And you're right. They do. They do. Uh, they do swarm well. Tackling is. I mean, it's just night and day the tackling. Um, yeah. In this team, there was one play where um, the guy went to the left side of the field, broke some tackles, had to cut back to the right. Uh, and reversing field, and the pursuit was just always on him. So he ended up breaking like three tackles, mm-hmm. but there was always the next man up there to make the tackle, and he yeah. ended up not getting anywhere. So, I mean, that's like the big difference, man, because, you know, you go last year, the last few years, 
that guy breaks those tackles, he's probably you know she's running go. Uh, yeah, for exactly, a touchdown yeah. or at least for you know a large gain. Oh. Um, but yeah, uh, Antoine, you said it perfectly. Passion, you see it all over the field. All over the field. I mean, mm-hmm. you literally have a, this defense. Um, a true freshman led the team in tackles this weekend, and if you don't know the guy, uh, you know I'm talking about Canuck. Uh, number seven, yeah, absolute beast, man. This kid uh, really showing that uh, he's a big time player, flying all over the field, making plays. It, it's just really exciting to see. And like Antoine said, you're going to see more of this kind of quality players, you know, uh, come in and and be able to make a difference. And uh, you know, we're starting to slowly see it. Yeah, Once you guys I mean, get some like elite athletes on the defensive side. Oh my gosh. If he, if if Vendables could give them the same passion that they're playing with right now, which I, I assume mm-hmm. he will, dude, you're talking about <laughs> I mean, something different, bro. So I mean he's I mean he's gonna recruit the athletes he needs to to get not just, you know, for however long they're in the Big Twelve ready, but SEC ready. Yeah. And 100%. you are starting to see it in in, in, in the most recent uh recruiting class. I'll say this, it's really cool to see is and I don't remember the last time this was the case, but OU leading the nation and tackles for a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought that's really cool. I think Washington State's at number two, and then you got OSU at number three. Yeah. So we're all right there, um, you know, making plays. And it's just cool to see because, you know, OSU, um, of course, last year's defense was incredible. But it just seems like over the last few years, even though the talent's not necessarily elite, mm-hmm. They just find ways to make some. You know, how many times have they led the nation in turnovers? You yeah. know, in the last five years. You know, things like that, where you see, you, you may not have the quality player that you need yet, but you're making the plays when it matters, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I want OU to continue to do until we get all those big time players in. Uh, you know, and I don't know. It's just it's cool to play defense, man. I I really wish OU hadn't allowed that last touchdown. You know, obviously I was yeah. really hoping we we kept him out, but. You know, it was garbage time. I mean, we, we tried zero on offense from about the middle of the third quarter to the end of the game. Oh, yeah. So the defense wasn't getting any help from the offense. Uh, they were getting right back out there pretty quick. So. Well, they were pretty much just went straight to just run offense, yeah. you know, getting guys reps. You know, it was good them getting Javante Barnes uh, some good key reps mm-hmm. at running back. I mean, receivers-wise, you're not going to get much because, I mean, it's just basically all running. Uh, you know, you're going to get some other offensive line guys in there to get some, you know, get some reps, you know, just in case. Yep. Be prepared. Uh, the second team defense, I can't – I mean, I thought the second team defense played really well, no, actually. Yeah, for sure. Um, when um, when uh, Nebraska took out their starters, they had – if I saw it correct, they had 230 yards of total offense, uh, just total yards. When they, when they left – when they nice. waved the white flag – when they, waved the, they threw the towel in, I mean, that's where they were sitting at. And so – that's – I mean, that's where I take it. I mean, they really didn't do much. I mean, that last drive, cool. You know, that, that kind of stuff happens. But, uh, no, just really pleased with the defense today uh, or on Saturday. Really pleased with the offensive line. I know we. I've been uh, – I've kind of, you know, the first couple of weeks, I've been kind of skeptical about them going forward. They just really stepped up. They got Wanya Morris back, a tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, just made a real difference. And, again, Nebraska's defense line isn't great, but, you know – you just got to show up, line up whoever you're playing, and you just got to go to work. And uh, they sh- they sure as hell did. 317 rushing yards. I mean, they they had a day. Yeah. I guess my question for you guys: uh, Obviously, OU dominated, but looking back, the de- I think the defense is great. I think they're going places. Um, 
quarterback play, right? Mm-hmm. Gabriel, if this is my opinion, you guys tell me what you think. Looking, looking at the way he's playing, and obviously he's had it where he's had a few games where he can kind of figure out what he wants to do on the field. You know, he played two teams that weren't very good. I guess you could consider Nebraska a step up. From a, if I had to rate him from a one to ten, I would say like a seven. Right? Are you confident in his quarterback play against bigger teams, against bigger matchups? Like, do you like what you're seeing, or do you want to see more? Do you think he needs to step his game up? I thought he left. Oh a little, I thought he left a little meat on the bone on Nebraska on uh, Saturday. He missed some uh, high throws. Um, you know, going back and because I know, just be prepared for this. I went and watched the highlights again. Um, there was a point where we pressed. We were texting, and uh, he just. I mean, it was a bad. It was a bad series because he missed some throws, just really bad. Um, he had Farouk on a post that if he hits that in stride, I mean, Farouk's off to the races for another touchdown. But that is being that, said, is that something that you see he can? Oh he can yeah, fix that's right that's now? always something that he, you can fix. I mean, nothing. There was nothing there I saw where I was like, oh, I mean, you know, that's. That, I don't know if he could. I mean. Three games in, I don't know if that's something he can fix, but I think it's all fixable. But the pro- the thing about it is, I say all this, and then I watch you. You go back and watch, and he there are certain throws that he made in that game uh, that were just. I mean, those are top level throws by even some of the better quarterbacks in college football. So they're all fixable. Um, if I was going to say right now, I probably i I'd say an eight because um, I think he's been. I mean, for the most part. Two or three games, he's been very accurate. Um, does a great D ball. Um, getting he's seems to spread this game out. He spread it out a little bit more. And if I could say that, that's a positive in the Nebraska game, he spread the ball out more. Basically, mainly getting it to guys like Farouk. Um, I mean, just to keep that going, he will. But uh, I mean, again, it's all fixable. It's going forward. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm confident with him. <laughs> I, I'm a little different. Um, I, I there's a lot of mechanical issues that he's having that I believe are very fixable that could help this a lot. Um, but no, I mean I, I'd probably put him at like a six point seven. Um, I, I'm not even quite to see yet because uh, I just think some of the easy throws he's he's not been able to make, and that's that's a little concerning that the touch isn't quite the same, especially what we're used to in quarterbacks at OU, there's just plays where these little dump-offs and stuff like that that he's just been an absolute nightmare on, um, you know, misses the balls across the middle. And then out of nowhere, he'll put one right on the money. Because, that, yeah, that, that first touchdown there in the corner that he threw was literally a perfect throw. It was so a dime. It was an absolute dime. Um, he put I, one, two throws earlier to uh, – uh, Stoops on a slant that mm-hmm. yeah. I don't even know. I, there's, I don't, yeah. there's times I don't know if, if guys like Stroud or Young can make. I, I sit there and I think that if he can correct those mechanical issues and things like that, we could be in a good spot because I, I see I see the moment's almost not too big for him, which is nice. I mean, he's played a lot of college football, mm-hmm. so it's not like he's he's brand new to the game. Uh, and all that. So I think having that experience under his belt, getting you know a lot of uh, athletes around him, him finding his stride, he could take this team uh, other places. But um, I, you know, I'm am ju- just not sold yet. I, I'm just really not. And obviously, I'm a very tough uh, critic when it when it came to him coming in, uh, just because you know it was such a a big change. And I know 
And he's a lefty. I know he's put on. Yeah, <laughs> I know he's put on a lot of uh, uh, some nice stats up th- throughout his career. But you know, this is big football. It's a little bigger than UCF. Um, so the transition, all that. I, I wanted to see how that all plays. He's playing, you know, versus a lot more guys playing that's going to be playing on Sundays than than what he was used to. So I'm just curious to see. Um, he's winning me over, you know, get big plays, that run. Obviously, like you said, if he doesn't do that, oh, you could be looking at a completely different game. Um, so he's a playmaker. I just need him to calm down a little bit. Make the throws, the easy throws, and you know I think we'll uh, we'll be okay. It I, sounds like we're all like sim- like not too far off though, as far as how we rate them right now. Like you said, six seven. I said seven. You said eight. I think what you guys, me personally, I want to see them be more consistent and like you said, Preston, make the the easy smart plays. It's not always about the big plays. It's making the easy smart plays. You know, don't always go for a home run. Get a single. He, he's kind of awkward so. in the pocket too. There's some there's some confusion with his like feet and stuff like that. Well, he just the biggest thing in the pocket is that once something he'll have to realize going forward too is that if it's not there, and even if a checkdown's not there, which actually he does pretty well with checkdowns, um, get rid of the ball, just throw it away, yeah. live to fight another down. And um, I, I would say that's to me because the the miss. I mean, missing you know those throws. I mean, that wasn't nearly as glaring as it was. On Saturday, I don't know because yeah. normally when they say you're th- when you're overthrowing, you're throwing high, you're pumped up, you're excited. I don't know if he's trying to put a little extra mustard on there. Um, I'm not. I don't know, but it just it just seems because, like I said, he that he hits. There was a slant that he missed uh, Mims. Uh, that again, it's another, it's one of those slants that he can He puts that on him, and Mims is off to the races. And then of course the Farouk one. But then again, I look at a ball that he put on a absolute rope. To weave for a touchdown between two guys, mm-hmm. I mean that's I mean so it's just things like that. Again, it's very correctable, um, and it's you know it's things that he can, and I'm sure he'd be the first one to tell you that those are things that he needs to work on. So again, they're going to go. I know Kansas State's coming. I know Kansas State's coming off a loss. Kansas State those going to be fired up. They're always fired up for OU. I mean, if he could, if those are things that he can fix and moving forward, then I mean they have no problem. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, real quick, let's just touch on it for a second. Obviously, I was glad to see that OU. Obviously, they they were came ready to go for Nebraska, right? Mm-hmm. Well, someone um, who we happened to play this week did not, because Tulane went in and beat Kansas State, who you know I was starting to get a little nervous for. I, I was very I was very nervous for K State. Actually, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm still well, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm still nervous, especially. I mean, they seem like a program that's gonna turn around. But it was nice to see that Tulane can go in there and have success. Um, so there's no reason why you know we we can't go around and do the same. So um, I think that we can make obviously if they can make them one dimensional. Yeah. You know, slowing down Deuce Fawn. I mean, that's always a tough thing to ask for. Um, slowing down Deuce Vaughn and making them more of a passing team. Well, the run the run stop defense has been fantastic for OU. Yeah. So uh, I, I do feel good about that. I think we are going to put a lot of big bodies up there to slow it down and make them beat you through the air. Absolutely. Because Adrian so, Martinez has been yeah, trash. Absolutely. Through the air. Yeah. Um, another thing is, I mean, who would have said that, I mean, the best team in Kansas isn't in Manhattan. Yeah. Go Rock Hawk, Jayhawk. Let's go. Uh no, absolutely. They're they're putting up big points. Um, a great win against Houston. They just looked ready to go and doing everything they need to. 
Um, oh, it's very impressive so far. They got uh, two undefeated teams, uh, Duke and Kansas, uh, two basketball schools yep. um, this weekend. Uh, it'd be nice in case Kansas gets that win. I mean, they're 4-0. and Then you start looking through – they just need two games to be bowl eligible. Yep. And then you start looking through those games and start finding out who, who it could be. Um, hey, first, but, first, first time in history that North Carolina, Duke, Kansas – and Kentucky? and Kentucky are all undefeated, three and zero to start the year. Someone brought up wow. a great point on it. I, I think I was listening to Teddy and uh, um, Teddy and uh, or it, it was either that or it was uh, the unofficial forty podcast. But they, oh, what was that? Um, they all said they said you know these schools should like absolutely make have each other play each other every year, like mm-hmm. as the non conference game, like Duke, like UNC and Kentucky, you know stuff like that. Um, that would be fun. Well, you know, I was thinking the same thing. I don't want to go back to it too much, but just saying, like, oh, you Nebraska, man. Like, it, it is such a great feeling because there's so much history between these two schools. Sure. And you're just like, this is almost feels like a protected rivalry game that needs to happen. Yeah. If they're not going to make that happen, uh, then – or if they're not going to make Bedlam happen – and they need to make no you Nebraska happen because it just feels right. It does. I mean, it feels good to you know to be facing Nebraska again. I mean, the one thing you look at that uniform matchup, yeah. oh, Saturday was just insane. Battle of the Big Reds. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, real quick, let's just uh, continue running down the Big Twelve. Like I said, Kansas big win against Houston. Uh, Houston, uh, I know that was one of your your kind of sleepers uh, this year, Preston. Uh, I don't know. Holgerson's uh, in a dangerous spot because that fight that broke out, um, you know, on the sidelines between the, his team during that loss. I mean, that was kind of a bad look. He needs to really reel that in. But sticking with the Big 12, again, OSU, they just destroy Arkansas Pine Bluff. Absolutely destroy. I mean, I was going to say I, it's hard to even find anything to talk about in this because it was like watching, you know, a, college, a, a D1 college versus a high school Um and I mean, thirty-five points in the first half or first quarter, excuse me, for OSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing everything they need to, responding well, building that confidence. Um, they're, they're looking good. Yep, uh, Baylor takes care of Texas State. West Virginia takes care of Ta- Ta- uh, Towson. I mean, there was really a lot of blowouts. I mean, the K State loss was really the lot that of, that had the blowouts. Kansas game. Yeah, a lot of blowouts across all of college football this weekend. It was hard to find a good game in the, in the 11 o'clock slot. Yeah. Um, you know, Georgia, South Carolina, we thought might be okay. Uh, Georgia sacrificed Spencer Rattler. <laughs> I, uh, I think South Carolina is really starting to find out what Spencer Rattler is. Yeah, I mean, maybe so. I mean, you know, I, I hate I hate to say it, but, yeah, I mean, he hasn't looked great so far. And, you know, I, I've been trying to defend him to a lot of guys because he can make the throws. I think he uh, even got – I mean, well, they got smoked, so he did get replaced. Yeah, the, but the decision-making has definitely not been there yet. Yeah. Um, and that, 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 that is a big concern, uh, not just for college, uh, you know, this season, but for his pro career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's got to start, yeah, uh, tightening it up because, I mean, he looks lost at times. You know, he threw a really, really bad interception in that first quarter. Um, but Georgia also looks like they're that much better than. Yeah, everyone. I mean Georgia is. I mean they really are just right now playing like they are just that much better than yeah, everybody else. Because, they are because you know a lot of people. Else. A lot of people are big on BYU, which of course we had BYU Oregon, and I I, I was taking Oregon all day. I mean I wasn't worried about them beating BYU, 
but they didn't just beat him. They they, they stomped they, him. They stomped him. I was pretty. So. I was actually surprised by that. I you know BYU was running confident. They just won that overtime against mm-hmm. Baylor, which now I kind of wonder what that says about Baylor. I know. Um, I know OSU and Baylor play is this weekend. Not, not this weekend. Next weekend. Yeah, next yeah, weekend. OSU's off this weekend. So uh, that's going to be an interesting one uh, going forward. But BYU, you know, they've been playing well. Um, I know they, they they get past this one. They got one other real tough game with Arkansas. But, no, Oregon, uh, credit to them, man. They bounced, They came out ready to play and just kicked the shit out of them. You know, Oregon, you know, teams get better throughout the weeks, and this appears to be – obviously it just shows how much Georgia – again, Georgia is better than everybody else. Um, Oregon finding their – kind of just finding their bearings and – Going along, I mean, it's going to make for an interesting Pac-12. Um, obviously, we'll talk about some more teams here in a little bit from that conference. But, uh, you know, great win for Oregon. It's one of the – I mean, really, there was one of the few games that was really interesting this week. Week three was kind of meh. But, um, you know, uh, I'll tell you, Penn State's looking really good. That one was surprising to me. Uh, I did not uh, did not see that coming. Absolutely demolish Auburn. Um yeah, I mean, like you said, they just look good. I mean, they. I, I think this is one. Like, I, I want to know if it's saying more about who Penn State is or who Auburn is, because I think I don't know what Penn State's schedule is coming up. I want to see. I, what, I pulled up the, right the, now. The I was looking they, at it. They 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 get, they get tested. Um, I think that's going to tell us a lot. Two weeks or wait? No, I'm sorry. It'll be three. It'll be three weeks. Because um, they got they got to go to Michigan. To Michigan, okay. That's what I was going to say. That was actually my game. I was going to say was we'll see when they play Michigan. Where are they at? That's because, a stretch run right there. They we get... know we know a little bit about Michigan. I mean, I've seen the playoff last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good testing kind of where you're at. If mm-hmm. they can go in there and play with Michigan, and um, you know, may, you know, of course, beat beat Michigan, that would be huge. If they can go in there and at least compete with them, I think that will be a telling point of where where Penn State is. The Big Ten, I, I've told you this, obviously, you know how I feel mm-hmm. about them, but uh, the Big Ten's kind of very misleading, right? That bottom half of the Big Ten is the, not good. There's just a lot of things that happen that you're just like, oh, man, this, they look so good, they look so good, and then all of a sudden they play somebody who means something and, and you know get smoked. But, hey, beating Auburn, I'll, I'll tip my hat to that. I think that's impressive. I just don't know how good Auburn is. But that's what I was saying. But I think it could be something like that, to where Auburn may not be quite what we think Auburn is. Oh, you slid oh. in like you had something. Oh no! I was no. listening to you guys. No, but I will say this too: Penn State's got a a superstar on their offensive side with Nick Singleton, their new freshman running back. Guy was the number one recruit out of high school, a number one running back recruit out of high school. I mean, the guy has just been making plays since uh, they've been giving him more of the. Lion share the carries, so that's going to be a fun player to watch going forward. Again, that stretch they got Michigan, Minnesota, and then Ohio State. That's a stretch right there that will really tell what poor Penn State's at. Um, let's see here. Uh, Arkansas got a scare against Missouri State um, and vid- uh, pulled away. Um, I'll say this because I I had them, you know, on it, and I mean it's it, it, uh, you say this, but because it's just interesting to see. Tennessee's looked really good to start this season. Um, I'm not saying – again, I'm not saying they're obviously on that level with Georgia. Um, but that offense, again, they're still working new guys in with Georgia. I'm going to be interested to see that Tennessee game 
uh, against Georgia. Again, I, I'll still take Georgia in that game all day. But that's, I think, the testing point because Kentucky and Tennessee look to be the clear number two, fighting for number two in that uh, division, the SEC East. Um, but with Hinton Hooker and the way that offense is playing and the defense is starting to show some life, um, I'm very interested to see how they uh, hold up against uh, you know someone like Georgia. Well, being nice to see this weekend, just Florida at, at Tennessee. I mean, I think t- Tennessee going there and take care of business against them, that kind of says another thing about where they're going. Uh, I, I wasn't huge on Florida, but we've already seen what Florida's done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I just think that this would be a, a good point for Tennessee to be like, okay, we are starting to make strides and and move forward to be able to compete in this conference. Well, listen, I mean, this run right here, after they get – so this is what Tennessee's got coming up. They got Florida this week – They Florida at, at Tennessee. And then they go to LSU, Bama at home, UT Martin, which is nice. Then they have Kentucky at home, and then they go to Georgia. That's brutal. That's man. brutal. That's brutal. That's the kind of stretch run that really can pretty much injure, you know, yeah. really derail a season. Um, but again, I you know I'm interested to see where Tennessee's at. I mean, obviously Kentucky's another one I'm interested to see where they're at because um, South Carolina looks like they're really falling, you know, falling to the wayside. Uh, Florida, I, I Anthony Richardson has really come. He's taken a hard fall back to earth um, since that opening game against Utah. So I'm interested to see where they're going to be at. You know how they'll play uh, Saturday night against Tennessee. That defense is solid, but that'll be an interesting look uh, game to watch uh let's see here uh nc state took care of texas tech texas tech didn't actually look i mean they just didn't look good um nc state the better team went in defense played really well uh team that out again at the pac-12 washington just took care of business and kicked the shit out of michigan state um yeah and i I, surprising is not the word i want to say but like the way they did it is impressive yeah um, then you run down. Texas had, I mean, first half scare against UTSA. Yeah. Um, A&M and Miami, I, I don't know what to think of either of those two teams, to be quite honest with you. Um, defensively, they're pretty good. Offensively, I think they're both pretty average. Yeah. Um, Texas A&M might actually be below average. Um, it's just crazy, man. They have so much talent. I keep waiting for them to, like, it's know, the game plan. figure it's, it out. It's Jimbo's game plan. Well, they might have a Jimbo problem then. I think because, they do have a Jimbo problem. This is becoming an issue, man. And I'll tell you what, with all this money they're spending and not producing, Jimbo could find himself in a pretty hot seat. Well, if he keeps going He's in a hot seat right now because everybody had expectations for them to do better than what they're doing, right? He just had the highest recruiting so, class in the history of, like, the recruiting sites. He's had coming off two top, at least two top five recruiting yep. classes. Yep. I mean, it's not like the talent's not there. He's just—he's not this QB whisperer that you know he had Jameis, but Jameis is—we clearly know Jameis is a good quarterback. He just makes stupid mistakes. Um, but you know, if he's just not adapting to the times, and it's really hurting him. I mean, again, they're paying him seventy-five million dollars, and if he goes eight and four again this year, uh, they're going to have some serious questions down there in College Station. Um, yeah, he needs to put his ego to the side and figure it out. I agree. Hundred uh, percent. The problem is when you have a Super Bowl. Or, sorry. Uh-huh. A national wrong, championship? Wrong, wrong league. Yeah. When you have a national championship, I think it's really hard to tell them they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing or they don't know what they're doing right now. Well, it's that – and, of course, down there in a place like College Station, which is just earning to have just that team be, like, in the elites. Um, you know, when you think you've got an elite coach, which Jimbo Fisher is a great coach. I'm not ta- – I mean, but, again, he it's something where – 
people have to you have to adapt to the times. I mean, and he's just seriously holding them back on the offensive side from them actually taking these next steps forward. You know, I said that. You know, I say that, and of course they pull out a game like last year when they beat Bama and put up forty one points on them. Um, Utah took care of business against San Diego State, and then of course SC, you know, took care of Fresno. Even though I mean Fresno's QB went out, but that defense for them is very turnover opportunistic. Um, when they start drying up, it'll be it's going to be real interesting to see how that team plays. Um, but right now they're handling business. So before, because I know I was going to do this in both, I want to do. I want you to give me three teams right now that you're buying. and th- We're three weeks in, obviously, but give me three teams that you're buying right now and three teams that you're selling. Um, I mean, I'm not just saying this as, like, national championship contenders, um, but as just, you know, guys you like seeing, like, you know, they keep yeah. this up. This is conference title contenders. Um, okay, one, I mean, it's the obvious. It's Georgia. Um, I, I, the only reason why you got to put this on there is because of how much talent they lost last year. Mm-hmm. You just didn't know kind of what they were going to be yeah. going in. That, you know, they have still have a lot of talent. Uh, Stetson Bennett has been absolutely incredible. Their offense has been um, really good. I, everything that they've got going right now has just been fantastic. So uh, it's not that we were surprised where Georgia's at. It's just how good they really are of – you know what they're doing, so yeah, they got to be on that list. That um, I think, um, oh, you know what? I'm buying Kentucky. Um, That's a good one. I, I'm impressed with what they've done. Um, they, they're doing it on both sides of the ball. I think that's important because a lot of teams can score, but then all of a sudden they play the big defenses and can't. Um, and then there's teams that can't play um, any offense but have the stout defense. Well, when you got both, you're going to be able to compete. Um, I think Kentucky can knock off, you know, a big dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I got to put them on that list. And then I'm going to go, um, oh, I'm going Ar- Arkansas. I'm, I didn't mean to do all SEC, but this is what I'm <laughs> buying into. Uh, Arkansas, I know last week didn't look – Great, but the reason why a team I'm about to say is going to be on my not buying list is because what they're about to do this weekend, and I think Arkansas is going to beat A and M this weekend. Um, I can totally see that. I, you know, I think A and M has had. You know, obviously, I had them in my Final Four. You know, I, I came out hot with that take, thinking that the, all the pieces were there, so this was the year that they were going to make that big stride and be able to make some noise, and I do think there's still talent there to where they will, but I think they're running into an Arkansas team that is starting to kind of find their way mm-hmm. and, um, you know, are going to get upset this weekend. So I, I like Arkansas a lot. Uh, obviously, like I said, A&M is on my not-buying list. Um, this was a team that you put in your fu- your Final Four. Yeah, I know. It's, it stinks to be yeah. this. I thought that offense was going to look a lot better than it has. And I think it will progress. Like I said, there's, there's just something about when you have a lot of talent, mm-hmm. eventually it figures itself out. Sure. You know, I mean, eventually you, you, you can game plan around those guys that are being so explosive and they just naturally can find a way to get it done. So, um, But, yeah, they're there. Um, obviously no surprise in this one. I'm not buying USC. Everyone's on USC's nuts. I'm not there yet. Do they look good so far? Absolutely. The offense looks good. Yeah, offensively they're doing great things. I mean, we all knew that. They, yeah. We knew that. 
But I think they're going to find themselves in some high-scoring games because of that defense still, um, and that there, there's going to be some mistakes made, and you know, eventually it's going to catch up. So I, I don't think they're as good as everyone is making them out to be, so i got to throw them on that list. I think they got a sneaky trap game this weekend. Oregon State's uh, they're a pretty good little team. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that for sure. And then, um, you know, I, the problem is, obviously, um, okay, I'll go into it, Texas. Texas is there, um, and it's exactly because um, Ewers or Evers, excuse me, Ewers, Ewers, yeah, Ewers. Um, he looks like the real deal against Bama. I I think if he stays in that game, they win that game, not just better. I think they beat Alabama. That's how good their defense played that uh, yeah that game. However, then you get the big upset of um, him going down. You go into the next week, you got uh, UT, UTSA come mm-hmm. in. You're tired with them at halftime. There's just a lot of weird feel of, you know, it's probably going to be another four weeks um, with Card being at the helm. Mm-hmm. And I think the moment this team loses an, another game, especially if they lose one before OU, uh, it's a sinking ship. I uh, Looking at uh, just pulling them up right now, um, I don't think they, to be quite honest, I don't think they have as you know, tough a. Well, let's, uh, let's see here real quick. So their upcoming schedule, they they've got, got, they got Tech this weekend. So that'll be. I mean, that's always kind of a. It'll be a challenging game because they're only a six-point favorite. Yeah, as I say, I think they will obviously be able to score against that Tech, and they better because if they if they have trouble moving the ball against that Tech defense, um, they could be in some real trouble. Yeah. And they get West Virginia at home. West Virginia, which so far West Virginia hasn't been quite what we thought they were going to be. No, I, even after that pit game, they lost. They still, I still had high hopes for them, but they they've really just. Yeah. I mean, but, but know, again, who knows? Kansas actually just might be, you know. Yeah. Well, but then then you look at after that, man, what a throw! Yeah. After that, you look. It's it's. Uh, uh, OU. OU. Then it's Iowa State. Then it's OSU. Then it's Kansas State. Man, there could be three losses in that stretch. Yeah. And for a team that just almost beat Alabama, mm-hmm. I just think that this is where I'm like, I, I can't buy into it. They're, they're just too inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that stinks not having your quarterback because, obviously, he's the real deal, mm-hmm. um, which is hard to say and quite honestly a little frightening. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't – I'm not buying Texas being what uh, what everyone still – or thinks they are after how close they kept it against Bama. Uh, which, by the way, I tip my hat to them for sure because yep. obviously I, w- I watched that game in Dallas with a ton of Texas, Texas fans. fans. And, I mean, that crowd, not just where I was, but I would say at the game itself was incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. They brought it and helped carry that defense. Uh, unfortunately, they just were unable to make enough offensive plays for it to matter. But uh, still, I just think this is kind of the, the spiraling point in the season where Texas um, – Dwindles. Yeah, I get that. Um, real quick, just running through mine. Uh, right now, I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on Kentucky. I'm buying Kentucky. They, on both sides of the ball, Will Levis is a great quarterback, uh, one of the better ones in the SEC. They play great defense. Um, that team is really humming. I mean, if they can be undefeated going into Georgia, then that could be a very interesting game. Um, I'm I'll tell you what, I'm buying Washington. I mean, they get the transfer of Michael Penix Jr. over from uh, uh, 
Indiana, and he's come in right now. He's second in the nation in passing yards. Uh, shout out to David Brin, quarterback for Tulsa. He leads the nation in passing yards and touchdowns. Um, but he's come in and he's really taking the reins on that offense. And you know, Washington just looks good. I mean, they just they come out. They, they the offense has really been firing. Defense has played well. Um, I just think that they have a chance to really to make some noise. They don't have to face a USC uh, until at least possibly the Pac-12 title game. Um, I don't. I pull up their schedule. Uh, I don't know if they have to play Utah this year, um, unless that comes up. I mean, they'll have to play Oregon, so they'll have to face Washington State. So they have some games coming up that are going to be interesting. But I just, I just like the way they're, it's going for the Huskies right now, and it's, uh, it's another little piece into that Pac-12, which has actually turned out to be kind of an entertaining little conference. Um, let's see. So Kentucky, uh, Washington. I'm gonna. Oh, man. Let's see. Who do they have? By the way, Washington does not have Utah, um, so that's a big win for that's them. That's a I, huge win for basically them. Basically, they're going to have Oregon as the big dog to beat this year. And then, yeah, you're right. Either face Utah or USC. Um. So, and then, uh, I mean, I'm by my other one. I was going to say, I'm. I'm going to go ahead and do. It. I'm staying. I'll stay in the. Uh, Big Ten. I'm buying Penn State. I like what they're doing. I mean, this is this is a team that you talk about talent coming together. This is a team that's had some good recruiting classes over the last few years. I've always thought it was coaching that was kind of slowing that down. James Franklin, who I think is actually he'd probably be in my top overrated coaches, but they have put together. They're getting this talent coming together, and it's playing really well. Um, the biggest key for them will be Sean Clifford going forward. I mean, that's a guy that I mean, who knows. He's one day he's playing great, one day he's not, especially for a guy who's like a super senior. So um, it'll be interesting. Like I said, that stretch of Michigan, Minnesota, and Ohio State's really going to tell you where this team is at. Um, teams I'm not um, selling, uh, Baylor's one. Um, Baylor, I think they've got, you know, they're tough. They're great. They're well coached by Aranda, but something's missing from this team this year so far. I mean, I'm not saying it was a bad loss to go up to BYU. I mean, I think BYU's still a good team. But it was just surprising under the circumstances, you know, BYU missing their two uh, receivers, you know, best best receivers, and mm-hmm. you go in there and you can't get it done. I, I thought that was really weird. Yeah, I mean, Jaron Hall is a good quarterback for BYU, but Blake Shapin hasn't really like taken off. Like I thought he had a good chance to the season. Um, I mean, obviously they can still bounce back. They've only got one loss. I mean, the Big Twelve is right in front of them, especially a conference that's wide open. Um, but they've really just been kind of a, a little bit disappointing for me. Um, you know, South Carolina, I had some high hopes for South Carolina that they, they were taking the right steps and they just really have just, they've really not shown anything. Mm-hmm. I think they've been pretty disappointing this season. Um, I still, th- I still like what Beamer, what he's got going there, but you know, these little antics that he's got going on with media after games and stuff like that. I think, uh, I don't know. It's just not a good look. Um, just not really, uh, you know, sold on it. And then, uh, you know, finally, uh, you know, I, I'm just not, I'm not sold on Miami. I'm, I'm not sold on them. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, I think, has been a bit of a disappointment. I know people are hyping him up, uh, being one of the better quarterbacks. Um, but defensively, I think they're pretty solid. But offensively, I think they've left a lot to us to be desired. Uh, so going forward, it's going to be interesting. I still think they have a shot at that, you know, top in the, I think, the Coastal. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, they they've got to show me a lot more. I, so so far, I've I've just not been sold on them. That's fair. Um, you know, I, I wanted to put a few other teams on here. I mean, obviously, the fall that Notre Dame has has. Oh, that was a team I was thinking. I was trying to think uh, of is, is someone who I thought about. I mean, they very well could have lost that game uh, this weekend. Um, you know, unbelievable. Which we got to mention. I mean, no, not necessarily for this segment, but. Uh, the Appalachian State game, uh, you know, first of all, what a just a, a terrible game to have chosen mm-hmm. for a college game day. Yeah. You know, I know it was to give Appalachian State their props after a big win the week before. But this game ends up being the game of the weekend because Troy has this in the palm of their hands and a Hail Mary that a tip ball ends up winning the game for Appalachian State, and that's just got what a be play by that receiver. Just sickening, yeah, absolutely. And so, um, I, I I don't know. I mean, it it's been an interesting season so far because we're, we've seen the teams that were like, okay, these t- we're all looking for teams that are going to dethrone Georgia and Bama. I mean, that's really what it is. Sure, you, you could say Ohio State, but I mean, obviously, Ohio State doesn't even win their conference last year. So it's kind of like they kind of got to earn their way back in that talk, mm-hmm. um, which they haven't been fantastic yet. I think they've got some things that they got to figure out. But um, overall, man, it, I, we're finding ourselves in a who, – who's it going to be? Who's that one team that could put it all together to challenge Georgia, to challenge Alabama? And um, I, I haven't seen it yet. No, and I, I think that's too. And, I mean, it's not like – I mean, again, we – I. I, I will give Texas props. Their defense came out and showed out against Alabama. But that's also the most undisciplined game Alabama's played in maybe the, uh, the time that Nick Saban's been there. Well, you know, I think a big part of it was, and if you look at this, it, Alabama's done a fantastic job in, in scheduling to where that was one of their first true road games versus a, a top team mm-hmm. in uh, an extremely long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's not that I don't think Alabama can't handle the hostile environment. Yeah. But, I mean, it clearly affected them. I mean, they made a lot of mistakes in that game. Yeah, they made a ton. You do not see. I mean, I could not imagine what practice was the next day. Um, it was. I guarantee it was rough because when you go in and you have 15 penalties in that game, I mean, just and just some, like, really dumb ones too. And nothing at the, like, you know, Will Anderson had a stupid uh, – Oh yeah, he had like a stupid personal foul penalty. He had multiple off, you know, offsides penalties. I mean, it was just really dumb stuff. Um, you know, it just looked like Alabama kind of is one of those things where they kind of looked like they just thought they were going to walk in and mm-hmm. you know well, beat everyone, Texas. Everyone had told them that they were going to. Yeah. It was like, is twenty one points enough points? You know, uh, to put the, on the spread. It wasn't even if Texas could could win or even be compete. It was like. Can't, is 21 too little or is it too much? And it was like that was the conversation. Um, I don't know, crazy. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think as of today you sit here, you look, and they've got it right so far. I mean, the top four teams I think are the top four teams. Uh, Clemson's still interesting to me just because I don't believe in their offense. Right. I don't believe in DJ Ugalele. Um I think he's been okay. I think he's done what he's had to do. Um but I still don't. I'm still not. When you know, when it gets to a tough team, I just don't know if he's really that guy. Um, the thing about it is they've had a great way to start the season because they haven't had to. Um, shout out Jordan Phillips. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
they haven't had a, a, a real game yet. They haven't had it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so that that's kind of nice because you can kind of mask some things. Sure. By sneaking your way slowly into the season, uh, you know that Georgia Tech game was interesting for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, we were kind of like, but it ends up being a thirty-one point win. You and know? I give him a I give him credit. He made the big play in that game because they had him third down mm-hmm. and that little shovel play yeah. that he does. I mean, that was a great play. That was fantastic. Then you know they're going to get challenged. They got at Wake Forest this weekend. Uh, they got NC State the following weekend. You know, I mean, there, there's some games on here. You know, that Notre Dame game's not as quite exciting anymore. The NC State game's uh, the one I would kind of circle. Cause, yeah, that, that's the one for sure. Because NC State, even though I know they, that East Carolina is a solid team, so and then they went on the road opening start. So well, you, um, they got Miami at home, uh, second to last game of the season, and then they got South Carolina. So it'll be interesting to see if you know those are two teams that you just mentioned: South Carolina, and Miami. If either one of those teams have got it kind of going by, kind of find, kind of you know, reach down and you know, I mean, I think Miami would be the one. I I think South Carolina, you're starting to really see some real breaks in that team. But um, I think a team we didn't mention. Um, I know I think the thoughts of last year's playoffs still reek. Um, but Michigan, I mean, Michigan has done exactly the same thing that Oklahoma's done. Yeah, and yeah. they've handled their opponents like they should. So. I, just, um, I I see this even in the last five six years. I just feel like this is how they start always. It's those games they win forty nine to zero against nobody. Um, it, nothing. I will know. Not, I know zero about Michigan until they play somebody. I mean that's just kind of how it is. It's almost like they haven't played yet. Um, it, it just I don't know. Once again, just caught the the Big Ten bias that I've got. Sure. But I just I don't believe it, man. I didn't believe it last year. They they proved me wrong a little bit by making it there, but um, I just I'm not sold. Well, I, I'm interested with the new with JJ McCarthy now officially being the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's more dynamic than Caden uh, McNamara is, so it's going to be interesting going forward. I I mean, again, you know, it's one of those things like they've been they've been impressive with who they've played, uh, but again, it is like now you got whoever you get you know someone with a pulse right you got to go and beat them so and it's kind of the same with OU so but uh, it's going to be very interesting at least OU has you know they got K-State this weekend so we'll see what happens but uh, yeah college football it's really getting fired up yep Um, you know it's been a lot of fun so far three weeks in I mean it's crazy it's already been three weeks in I know you know when I saw that OSU wasn't playing this weekend I'm like is it really already time for buys like it's where college football just started, and here we are, and our team already has a bye. Um, I, yeah, I'm super excited. Like I said, I've been running and gunning the last couple of weeks. Um, I've been able to watch football, but haven't really been able to sit there and focus. Too much things going on around you, things like that. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for this weekend uh, to be able to kind of just post up and watch some college football and, uh, yeah, and really soak it up because it, it's already flying by. Yeah. Well, let's make the shift over to the NFL. I mean, I know Antoine's been sitting here waiting. He's been, you know, patiently waiting to talk some NFL football. Um, well, let's, let's start with the, the last night's game then, Packers-Bears. Yeah. Oh, my God. Of course you want to start with that. I was going to give him his other team, the Chiefs, first up. Uh, he's a big Chief guy. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I'm such a big Chiefs guy. <laughs> um, Packers-Bears. The game went exactly how I thought it was going to go, to be honest with you. I don't think uh, you know. You guys know I'm a big Bears fan, but I don't think there's a time where I'm Do not we? realistic. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You get, I'm not realistic about the situation with the Bears. I think with the Bears this year, all I'm looking for is like um, 
development in Justin Fields, I guess, when it comes to it. And, you know, game yesterday, of course I'm excited. You know, 70-plus yard drive down to, 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 you know, a a touchdown by Justin Fields. Yep. Um, Loved everything about it. I feel like they came out with passion, wanting to, you know, Super hyped about the win last week because last week was a big win, mm-hmm. I guess, against a team that's considered a Super Bowl contender. But uh, they came out 70-yard run or 70-yard drive, touchdown. So you want to see that. You want to see that energy. As soon as – it literally lit a fire under Green Bay's ass, Yeah, in my opinion. And the thing that – the thing about the Bears is I feel like as soon as the Packers came back and hit them in the mouth – the Bears just kind of backed into a corner. Yeah, yeah. And it was just over from there. Uh, I do feel like that one play with Justin Fields uh, doing the quarterback sneak close to the end zone, they circled the ball, right? Like, if you watch the game, you know, the guys mm-hmm. in the booth circled the ball. It was a touchdown, but it still doesn't matter. I mean, Green Bay put up 27 points. I mean, they did um, review it. I mean, and – They did review I, it, I and th- it could have went either way. I, it wasn't I, I 100%. Think, I think he's down <clears> – <throat> But he's at, like, the six-inch line. Okay? Yeah. If you're at the six-inch line, don't run the ball with a shotgun. Just get yeah, up there no, and no, quarterback bad, sneak that. If you, bad play call. If you can't go six inches, well, I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> yeah, really, really <laughs> bad play call. Uh, I love what Montgomery was doing. I think they should have gave him the ball a lot more. Um, I felt like every time he touched the ball, he, he, he made something of it. Uh, but Green Bay was just, man, their run game was just elite. Dude, uh, well, I Aaron swear Jones I think that's, was going off. That's, that's, that's what made the difference is their run game. I think they need um, to start leaning on that Aaron a little bit more. I know that throw was insane. What a beauty. But, no, I think this is the – look, the wide receiving core clearly is not where it's been with Green Bay. No. But so you need to start leaning on your true playmakers. And Aaron Jones, for me, is, is their best true playmaker. 100%. And they need to start leaning on him having more. that back up. A.J. Dillon. Having A.J. Dillon. It's a very beast, dynamic huh? tandem that yeah. they have there. But and they um, have chemistry. Like, they want to, to see each other succeed. And I think when you have, like, a dual threat, because either one of those guys could be a starter somewhere else, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, when you have two guys that want to work with each other, that want to see each other succeed, that's just going to do good for them. That's just going to – they're just going to do big things. So, you saw that on the field against the Bears. The Bears are still trying to get established, guys. Like, they're not – nobody thought the Bears were going to come in and win even five games this year, right? So, well, they still might I not. guess when you when you have a team like that – I said, well, they still might not. Anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when you have a team like this, you just want to see improvement. Uh, you want to see what the, 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 the offensive scheme is. You want to see what the defense is looking like. Um, so, yeah, this game went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Uh, the thing that pissed me off the most is towards the end of the game, even though Green Bay had the game locked up, Justin Fields just kind of pissed me off because I feel like he low-key threw a temper tantrum in the middle of the game. I don't know if you guys, how much of the game you watched. Um, I don't know if you guys watched close to the end, but even if you're losing and you know the game's over and you have a couple minutes to go, go down there and put a drive together and, you know, at least get a score, even if it doesn't matter. If you watched the possessions of the end of the game, I think he threw end up throwing an interception. Yep. Right? The first pass of that drive, he threw a dart with two defenders on the receiver as like he didn't care. Like, I'm just going to force this. Mm-hmm. He didn't try to be smart about it. Yeah, it was bad. 
Did you did I you see that? that? Yeah. yeah, he just he just threw it there. Like you see the two defenders. And then the next play, I can't remember the next play. Was it the interception the next play? Probably. It was, yeah, it was but it was like he was just after, like yeah. throwing a temper tantrum like, fuck this, I'm just going to He's it. clearly got some maturity issues. No, I mean, 100%. there's there's no doubt about that. Um, 100%. I think he – this is a guy who – Here's uh, a guy. I don't uh, – I'm not saying he doesn't work hard. I'm No, but it seems like Justin Fields has had things kind of handed to him, and it's always been easy for him. And now he's facing some pretty real adversity – and he's, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, like, you need to they'll see how you handle it. For sure. You know, it all starts to where it all starts at last year uh, during the preseason. You know, he talked about how slow the game was. Yeah. How it wasn't – he thought it was uh, very normal to what he was used to and everything. He didn't see the game speed. And then that next, that first game, he just gets, you know, absolutely destroyed. Um, you know, I, I sent this to you guys today. I uh, wanted to save it for us to talk about it on the pod. But, um, you know, he talked about what was it? it was after the loss. They had him in the locker room, and he said uh, they're just kind of talking about how the game feels, losing, all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. he had to say it hurts more in the locker room than it uh, does for Bears fans. Uh, at the end of the day, they're, not, they're the ones not putting in any work. Okay. So, with that said. There's only I'm one Bears fan in. on this pod. I'm about yeah. to go in. Well, you know. I think this could go obviously much more than just the Bears, but like sports in general. Yeah. When those kind of statements are made, um, yes. Let's start with Antoine. I want to hear your take on it, and then we'll all kind of just chat in on it. So, I'm gonna say this because I had a, I thought about this like kind of all day today. Um, Justin Fields has every physical attribute to be a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. If you put Patrick Mahomes or Drew Brees or Tom Brady's mindset into his body, you're talking about an all-time great, right? Not saying that's him. Obviously, he has to prove himself. I'm saying just from everything he can do on the field, right, physically, he has all the tools to be a great quarterback. What I'm missing from Justin Fields is passion, right? And I'm being – you know how hype I was when we drafted him. Mm-hmm. I'm missing passion. Like, when I look at him and the way that he talks, to me it's like sometimes he doesn't have passion. And then for you to say that, right? and I want to see you have passion for my city. Oh, that was almost an incredible interception. I want to see you have passion for my city. I want to see you saying to yourself, I'm going to put my everything on the line for this city, right? Even if you're not from the city. For him to make that statement, it, it kind of irritates me, and I'm not trying to be like a selfish fan or different things like that. I get what you're saying. Bro, it's the truth. We're not on the field. We're not at every practice. We're not putting that work in. But I mean no disrespect to you, <laughs> Justin, but me supporting you, my middle-class money is helping pay your salary. 100%. Yep. Right? My middle-class money is helping pay your salary – when I go to work every day, eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, and and take my little bit of money and spend it on buying your jersey, I literally have your jersey hanging up in my closet right now. It's honest. You know what I mean? Now. Don't tell me that I'm not putting in the work, bro. Like, yeah, okay, you're blessed to be able to have physical ability to play to, to, to practice and and yes, you're the one that's supposed to be putting in the work, but we are supporting you. We want to see passion. We don't want to hear you say 
the fans shouldn't be hurt. We're fucking hurt, bro. You could have worded that completely different. You could have said, look, it hurts a lot more in the locker room, but I understand where the fans are coming from. They want to see us win. They want to see us succeed. Am I right or wrong? No, oh, you're right. Absolutely. So, you guys are so locked into this game right now. No, no, no. I'm, I'm listening. No, I'm like, being in my response. <laughs> but, so. no, that's 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 how I feel about it. I feel like it was very immature to say. I feel like it's one of those things where you don't want to see somebody who you're supporting. And, dude, you're the guy that we want to see turn around this, this bad string of quarterbacks we've drafted or have had. Bro, we've had Rex Grossman, Kyle Orton, oh, yeah. K. McNown. Yeah. Uh, 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 did I say Kyle Orton yet? He yeah. said that twice. I said Kyle, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, bro, we've had the shit of shit, right? And everybody's excited because we want to see you turn it around. So respect us. Clearly, he wasn't upset us. with, like, Cuddy season. Th- so. that's, that's all I got to say. And this is the biggest rivalry in football, in NFL football, in my opinion. It's the oldest game. It's the, the game that every year, no matter how shitty one of the teams are, they are going to put it on national TV, right? So, I don't know. This is this is you know. not the way to win that your, your, the fan base over. You know, like you said, you're already on a pedestal because you've got all this talent. You could be the guy for years and years to come. That's great, but they've got to figure. Or he's got to figure out being mentally tougher than this. I mean, he's young. I get it. You're going to say and do dumb things at, when you're young. This is not the way to go about it. Because when I thought about this, when I thought, because I've heard some people say that. I've heard people be like. Bro, like we're the ones out there, you know, playing and everything like that. Don't tell me you care more and all that. It's like I started really digging into this, and I was like, how long has um, how long has he been a Bears fan? Me? No. How long has he? Who? Quarterback. Justin Fields. Oh, how long has he been a Bears fan? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Right, two years. Two years, yeah. Right, since okay. been drafted. How long have you been a beer, Bears fan? A beer life. fan. A beer fan. I've been a beer fan a while. Uh, My entire life. Your whole life, right? Yeah. With that I'm, being said, with that being said, it's like that show that I mean, there's something to that to where it's like you've known it since you were a child, right? You you watch year in and year out. You're focusing on the Bears and what they, you know, what they're going to do this year and all that. Here, here he is being like. I care more than you, and you're like, why? Because you play for them. That means because you you're care getting more. a check, a yeah. badass check. Yeah, it, 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 and, and this is where everyone will tell you it's just business. It's just business. No. So no, you're not a fanatic. You're not, a, a, you know, addicted to it. Thinking about it as far as being like, oh man, football season's over here. You're gonna play this game for you know, average is two years uh, in the NFL. Um, you know, hopefully he plays for you know fifteen plus years or whatever. Great, that's awesome, and he'll be a bear for life if that's the case and all that. But don't tell me you care more just because you're playing for them. I, I just I disagree with that. I don't I don't think that makes you more of a fan than I. Uh, no. So for him to pl- play that, and it's not just him. It's really anytime this ever gets brought up, I I just don't I don't agree. No. I don't agree. And like you said, we're paying salary. We're, we're supporting, uh, you know, through the good and the bad. Um, and everybody's it, so just, amped up, especially the Bears. To say because he he didn't say like fans of the NFL. He said Bears fans. No, like yeah, and, that, and that's, so that's what pisses shot me off. Bears fans. I mean, that, that's crazy to me. Everybody wants to see him succeed in Chicago. Bro. Yeah, you should look at how many friends on my Facebook 
feet talk about Justin Fields and how we want to see the Bears do this, and we can't wait to next year when we get a bunch of money um, from our salary or for the salary cap so we can get players to develop around him. That's what the talk of the Chicago Bears, that's what everybody's talking about throughout yeah. the fans. We can't wait to get support around him, build around him because we think he's our future. Right. So don't spit in our face. Don't um, say stuff like that. I'm going to keep it simple. He's, I already said he's got maturity issues. I'm going to go ahead and give him scumbag of the week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it that's, is. you know, that suck it. You know, that was it's a terrible take. It's another reason why I prefer college to pro. So, yeah, scumbag of the week. Yeah. I think that I think that's fair to say. <laughs> that's great. That's great. You need to post that. We need to post that on the pod. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and start jumping through some games. Yeah. That we took a little bit on that, but that, so that was obviously a hot take. When oh, give I me saw that, Tuddy. That, give me that, like, Tuddy. Let's go. Oh, yeah. But um, who's that? Uh, it's, uh, Goddard. I'm, uh, I'm ahead. I'm ahead. Uh, okay. Are you behind? No, I'm ahead. Oh, that, that was a, okay. Yeah, they're they're behind. Showing that on there. All right, so back to it. Let's jump to the um, Thursday night game: Chargers, Thursday, uh, Chiefs. Obviously, this had everyone talking. It ends up being exactly what we want it to be. Um, I, where are you at after this game, Sam? Uh, I obviously I've been as the you know the one who's been kind of more the uh, um, Chiefs kind of you know you know I'm I'm not a big Chiefs fan so but I gotta say man they, uh, they were very impressive I was very impressed with Patrick Mahomes uh, that being said I was also very impressed with the Chargers I was very impressed with their defense I thought their defense played very well especially in the second half. There was a part of me that just didn't really – until that interception happened for Herbert, the Chargers just felt like they kind of were in control of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the they interception were. happened. And, I again, they you were. take it – I mean, it's kind of on the – you know, it's like the faults of the uh, – you know, kind of the coaches and them because Gerald Everett gets that great run, catch, goes down 30 yards, and then he is tired. He's clear he's tired. Yeah. And then, of course, they, they run no huddle and then immediately – He's uh, looking to go to him next, and that he can't even do the route because he's so tired. Yeah. So, um, I was impressed by both teams. I think both teams are going to be there in the end. Um, the Chiefs' defense, I still think, is going to be the ones that kind of slow it down. But again, you can't help but be impressed with Mahomes. I'm super impressed with Justin Herbert. I mean, this guy. Each season, you know, I just go back to how wrong I was about that guy coming out of Oregon. Um, he did make one of the most boneheaded moves I've ever seen, though, when he was running that um, run with the ball. Obviously, he had no shoulder, so he, he was a, he was going to throw it. But he was had a clear, easy walk first down. first down, and he just tosses the ball away. Very weird. And then, of course, what does he do the very next play? Yeah. A 40-yard rope right into Carter's hands. And that's my point is, like, he acts like he couldn't throw there. And then all of a sudden he does that. I don't know. It was very odd. Uh, I agree, but he's also in a shitload of pain. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure his mind wasn't all the way there. Yeah, for that play. So, um, you know, obviously the one thing I would say was, um, you know, we're not seeing a fully healthy uh, Chargers team. No, Keenan Allen was no out. No, Keenan Allen. Where you don't have your number one. And Mike Williams did a great job of stepping in there as the number JC one. JC Jackson was just coming back. Yeah. Yep. First game back. Yep. Um, you know, there's a lot of still this team. Chiefs caught them at a good time. Um, I agree with that because because you're right. Um, I'm I'm very impressed with what the Chiefs did. Mahomes still showed he can can make throws that no one on earth can make. Yeah, um, 
He but, also made a few throws in that game that I was to say, but he's still a little wild at times, and that that Chargers defense held him to only 235 yards passing, and they held Kelsey to what I mean, 51 yards. Yeah, and he had a couple big ones. I mean, he had a 19. He also got yeah. body slammed. Yeah, he did. Good boy. I mean, the, Jer- yeah, Jerwin, Jerwin James, man, Jeez, just handling work. There was just uh, there's a lot of ups. You know, if you're a Chargers fan, you're just hoping that obviously um, Herbert's okay. Yeah, he can get back and you know Keenan get back, be fine. Keenan get back and everything's going to be okay. I think but, you have to you as those two you look at it for both those two. I mean, you look at what has transpired so far with the two other teams in that division. Mm-hmm. Oh. You're kind of looking at like uh, you know we might not be you know this might be just a two horse race. Yep, because uh, Denver has not been impressive. Nope, not at all. Um, the especially I mean even this week against the Texas team where they lose Jerry Judy. Um, Offensively, they can't really do it. Russ played terrible. Um, you know, the first week they should have won that game easily against the Seahawks. Two fumbles at the goal line. I mean, it's not good. Damn, and then, of course, switch games already that fast. Yeah, they were both on. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, are you talking about Denver game right now? I'm sorry, I'm going through their conference. I'm going oh, through the okay. AFC West. Okay, okay. And then, I'm, then the Raiders. You look at the Raiders; they're zero and two right now. Which I thought they played the Chargers pretty well mm-hmm. um, in that first game. And then, of course, then they just blow a 20-point lead against the, the Cardinals, which the Cardinals, you know, Kyler, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about it in a minute, but Kyler was just awesome. But I don't know. I, I think after watching that game, it really might be a little bit more of a two-horse race right now for that conference, which we thought was going to be the best conference in football. Yep. No, yeah. you're right. I um, Watching this game on Thursday, the Chiefs and uh, Chargers, the Chargers are really, really good. Like you guys said, they were going to be – um, I'm not – once they're healthy, I would love to see what they're doing in stride. But one thing I want to point out is I think we – Patrick Mahomes' first couple years, I feel like we got super spoiled with, like, all the big plays. But we need to talk about how this man is able to adapt to every – to any game situation he's in, right? Because if you look at the first half of the game, he kind of was making, like you said, a couple sketchy throws. Um the, the Chiefs kind of looked like they were back into a corner, like the Chargers was actually gaining a lot of momentum, and the Chiefs come back and win this game, right? Yeah. Even though he didn't have the same numbers as Herbert, he made the big plays. Yep. And he was able – and he got – he took what they were giving him. It's not always about the 60-yard the bomb or the 70-yard bomb. He took what they gave him, and he got a win out of that. Yeah. That has to be, that has to be uh, commended. Well, sure. Right. So that's the thing I'm taking out of this is if you if Patrick Mahomes can go into any situation and if he needs to give you 500 yards, give you 500 yards, or if he needs to give you 235 and you still get a dub, that's a problem for the rest of the for the entire league. Yeah, no, for right? sure. You're always in the game with Patrick Mahomes. You're always in the game with Patrick Mahomes. I still, I think the thing that uh, I feel like the receivers is Juju even on the field half the time. I think Juju's like, been leading I the team think, in receiving. Yeah, it's, it's in a weird. It's, it's in a weird way. I, I, I know what way. you wait. I know. I know what you're saying because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "Where? Where is he at?" But no, he he leads the team in targets and receptions. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's been a part of this, but he hasn't been inserted his dominance yet. He hasn't been the guy. You're like. Okay, Mahomes. He's a clear number one. Going, yeah, exactly. I don't feel like that. I actually like the Watson kid. I just, I will say this. I just don't know if this team 
has I mean oh, clearly the clear number one's Kelsey, but as receivers no, go, obviously, obviously, but yeah. I don't know if there's a guy on this team. I think it's a team fold of like twos and threes. No, hundred percent, and not like there's not that one guy. And that's where that's where I feel like we're going to run into some issues. Once if Patrick Mahomes starts to feel the only person I've really seen not win with the number one receiver is Tom Brady. If I'm being honest with you, I mean the the years that he did have a number one, I they barely. I mean, yeah. when they had Randy, they but didn't he never win. had like a clear like yeah. dominant best receiver in the league, except when he had Randy that those yeah. two years, right? Yeah. So like, I don't know. Hopefully, Patrick Mahomes can keep the confidence in his receivers. It sounds like he loves what's around him, uh, especially like I said, what what's what's that guy's name? We got uh, Sky Moore. You got uh, Justin Watson. Just he was he was raving about Justin Watson. A lot. Mm-hmm. Who's not really a big name or anything like that. Well, sure. He had the nice touchdown. Yeah, he yeah. had the nice little touchdown. Um, but just for him to even get that guy involved means that he's trusting his receiver. So as long as he continues that, yeah. I see no problem. But I would like to see uh, uh, one of these guys step up and actually become that clear number one for the Chiefs. That's and fair. And then uh, I would still love to see a, a running game established. For sure. A dom- more dominant running game. Yeah, I, I mean, so. obviously, Solaire had some nice runs in this game. Um, was able to kind of keep that offense in check, uh, you know, with some balance and everything. Or that defense, excuse me. Keep that defense in check. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, they got to have the run game, I think, to be the elite team that they're going to have to be to win. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it'd be nice for them to find that. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they've got a long way to go, but this was a big win for the Chiefs. I agree. It was a huge win, you know, second weekend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, good you know, good job by them and, yep. you know, going forward. But, uh, yeah, both those teams are definitely ones that I think, like I said, they're going to be there toward the end. I think they're really – they're going to, you know, make their mark this season. For sure. Uh, let's jump through some of these. Jets-Browns, this game was obviously very entertaining. Browns are up 13 points with – um, a minute fifty-five a minute, left. Yeah, a minute fifty-five left. It's the first team to lose, by, uh, lose a game with less than two minutes and have a thirteen-point lead uh, since when did they say it was? Uh, oh boy, ninety ninety something. It, 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 it's a terrible, terrible loss. Only the Browns could I feel like could do this. Um, you know, people are all over Chubb whether he should have scored or not. You know, I think that's a tough spot because it's like, how do you not score a touchdown in that situation? I mean, it wasn't like just he could just stop at the goal line where he was at. He made a nice cut. Why aren't people getting more on the kicker then for missing I, that extra I was point? Say, the problem is he the extra point. Miss an extra point, you allow a quick touchdown, you allow the onside kick. I mean, there's there's other things that are, that are issue here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Browns doing what the Browns do. Good. Lose this game. Joe Flacco. Very impressive. impressive. Um, Looking like the whole Flacco from the Ravens. Exactly. Just bombing. Big. Bombing Garrett off. Wilson, really. Uh, yeah. That's kind of his com- little coming out party. Ricky at Ohio State. He had a massive game, especially late. Um, very impressed with the Jets. Yep. So good things there. Uh, Lions, absolutely impressive win. Yep. Um, very cool to see them go out there and do what they did. Um, obviously, Swift is absolutely insane. Um, so was Amon St. Well, Brown. So that's where I was going to go next. Was uh, everyone talks about uh, Swift being, you know, the, the, the face of the team kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, the playmaker. Shit, when it I comes don't to, know when it comes to uh, fantasy, but no, uh, Ahmad St. Brown has an absolute 
insane game here. Uh, thank God he's on my fantasy team. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, two touchdowns. Looking like the guy who, ever since I watched Hard Knocks and knowing his story and everything like that, he's that guy who's just playing every week with that chip on his shoulder. Uh, you know, he knows all seven receivers that went before him mm-hmm. in the draft. He, t- he takes that personal and he uses that for his work ethic. So uh, I think he's a guy, stay healthy, and he he's, can be. He's Detroit tough, man. He, he can be Justin. Uh, a Justin Jefferson type player. Well, speaking of uh, Michigan football, Aiden Hutchinson, three sacks in the first half. Very impressive. This guy is a uh, this guy's a beast. beast he, he comes off he's the line beast. fast. I mean, his his motor is, speed, and it's it's impressive. Yeah, his motor is high all the time. I mean he he plays at he plays at a different level than some other guys uh, do on defense. I mean, very impressive game. Uh, you know, just you know, sucks having. I guess Carson Wentz is your quarterback. Yep, that's not 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 great. But uh, <laughs> um, Bucks Saints, very entertaining game uh, for the most game. part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a lot of defense here. A, a brawl. Obviously, we find out today Mike Evans suspended one game. Yep. Um, you know, standing up for his quarterback. Thought that was pretty cool. Um, Let's talk about the quarter his quarterback for a second, because someone brought it up on one of the uh, uh, podcasts I was listening to this morning. It just looked from the jump like Tom Brady was in a bad mood. I don't know if it's what's going on with Tom, but he He's just having marital problems. Well, if it's that, if it's that or whatever, something just seems really off with him because he just looked like he was in a foul mood from the get go. He just looked unpleasant. Maybe he doesn't like being in New Orleans. I don't know. Well, he doesn't have much success against. Saints. I know in the regular season Saints he doesn't. Yeah, um, but something just seemed really off with him and. I don't know. Maybe it is something because now they announced that he's getting Wednesdays off. He's never had to do that. I don't know. Maybe this is something that people they, think, so they start mon- monitoring more uh, going forward. I hate to say it, but I don't feel like Tom Brady's mentally locked in. I don't think he's having fun. I, I don't. I agree. It's too much hoopla with him retiring and unretiring, and now you're hearing that he's leaving. Tra- he left training camp, right, because he had marital issues, and you're continuing to hear that story. So it has to be some, I'm not going to say it's all the way true, but something has to be going on. Because if you if you look at Tom Brady, he's always been mentally focused, right. sharp. Normally, I don't I don't know. It's just something going on. I still love to see the passion, yeah, yeah. the passion from him. Even though people are going to look at it like, dude, don't slam the laptop. That's fucking passion. Well, he's done that before. Opinion. Tom's done that before. But yeah, again, it's just passion, you just dude. watch him. He just looks like he's just not enjoying not being yeah. out there. He's I, not as crisp as he normally is. I would so. say this: it, it's a pretty great feeling. I'd say to be two and zero and a defense that you have behind you, uh, and not be having a lot of fun because I, I think he will eventually be able to check back in to the season, especially later. Yeah, uh, when you get ready for playoffs and stuff like that, I think you'll really see him dive deep and leave it all out there. Um, but yeah, I mean they're in a good spot, man. They're good. That defense. That defense is, is nasty. nasty. Um, you know, Fournette hasn't been great yet so far, but I think that's also a, 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 a positive thing because yeah, you're yeah. like once again you beat the Cowboys, uh, and then you you beat the 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 Saints that you've you've struggled with. So yeah. um, I, I just I think they're in a good spot. They just got to keep moving forward. He's got to figure his stuff out. And uh, they'll be fine. Uh, it also so. helps that Jameis turned into Jameis. Yeah, he's not doing great. I, I, it's disappointing to see. Um, you know, I really thought he was going to have a big year, 
it's not there yet, but you know we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, Giants Panthers. Uh, Giants first time above five hundred. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and do you say that like ever? <laughs> yeah. Uh, since uh, was it sixteen two thousand sixteen or. I think so. Been a while. Talking about the bowl party or nineteen? Was it the bowl party? Yeah, yeah. nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, that was the first. That was the first opener they won since the boat party, right? Yeah. Um, So getting that win there, they go into this week against the Panthers uh, and are able to uh, pull out the dub. Uh, You know, and obviously being here locally, we got to talk about it. I was just going to say we're we're starting to kind of get the uh, uh oh. Well, I mean, he's – yeah. Yeah. Um, this game – I mean, the first game against the, the Browns, I didn't think – because he, he calmed down and he played really well in that second half against the Browns. Yep. Um, this game, you know, he had moments, but at the same time too, you know, going – you know, was it 12 for – 14 for 29. 14 for 29. I mean, that's just – that's just – it's not going to cut no it, man. Receptions. I mean, that, that's good. he's not. He didn't turn the ball over. He. I mean, that touchdown pass to DJ Moore was good. Very nice. Um, you know, it's a thing too where you sit there and you look. You know, uh, you know, Chris McCaffrey. I think he had fourteen carries, fifteen, 15 carries, and he caught like two, or three, four, four balls for twenty six yards. I just I think it's one of these things where they got to start finding some more ways to get yep. Christian McCaffrey I know, more involved. I, I hate to say that, but yeah, that's the truth. I mean, you got to find gotta, ways to get that offense. Going, yeah. I mean, this was his best running day. Obviously, two games in, mm-hmm. ran for 102, 102 yards. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, getting him more involved, especially in the passing game, because that's a that's a weapon that they can Baker can really rely on. Yeah. A lot of checkdowns. A lot of checkdowns. Just yeah. get it. Just opens things up that where they can start hitting these passes to Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore downfield. Um, it's just been, it's been very inconsistent. I mean, he's had Baker's had moments where he's looked really good on drives, and then of course there's other moments where. That he hasn't, but again, it's mi- mixing the passing and the running in um, that kind of you know takes some pressure off of him. They, I would think, the McAdoo needs to start uh, going more towards. But they better do it this week. They got the Saints. Yeah. Now the Saints, I don't know. They might be a little bit beat up after that Bucks game, but yeah. they're going to be mad and they're going to be ready to come play. So. Yep. Uh, Patriots Steelers. Um, you know, big game for the Steelers. Try to you know rebound with all the. Hurt injuries and everything they had last week. Uh, Want to go out there and you know take care of the Patriots, especially with the uh, Patriots losing Week One. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sending the Patriots O two that would have been weird. It'd been weird to see uh, Patriots get it, get it done, uh, mostly because the run game. Uh, that run game was uh, big when it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Very run heavy with Stevenson and Harris. Yep. Um, Matt Jones made some some nice throws and everything like that. You know they got. Uh, Nelson Aguilar had a huge catch for that touchdown. Yep, exactly, because he, he finished with 110 yards. Um, so I, I don't know. This this Patriots team is interesting. Um, I don't know if I would call them good yet. Well, that's what I'm saying. I They're think above average. Mac, I, don't, I, I would say that for actually both yeah. these teams. Yeah. Yeah. Mac Jones is just still a question mark. So that's where I'm like, I just don't know how far he can go, take this team. Um, and then you look at Trubisky, same thing. It's like... Najee Harris, you know, coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had 15 carries in this game, but clearly still a, a little banged up. I think from last week, he just didn't look like he had the same umph. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I feel like that. it's hard to have umph when you have that sorry ass offensive line. The, to be honest, they're not great, but they're not they're not awful. Um, uh, have you seen how many times Trubisky got pressured? 
I mean, he was, I mean he Trubisky was, looked the, – the line broke down several times. That's why Trubisky couldn't make yeah. any plays. I'll, I'll say this about Trubisky. They've got the Bengals Thursday night. Um, the Bengals, and we'll talk about them here in a minute. I mean, this is – I will say this. I think Trubisky needs – even if they lose, so to say, I think Trubisky needs a good game. Yeah. Or they're, the calls for Kenny Pickett are really going to start cl- coming yeah. in. I mean, having the defense behind him and everything like that is helping because, yeah, week one – um, it was he didn't have to do anything too crazy. Uh, it was relying on that defense to make the big plays. I mean, no TJ Watt too, so that does that, hurt that the hurts. Steelers. I mean, and, and I guess it was I never actually, never actually saw it. it was officially ruled a torn pack. I mean, that's like he, he said. It, I kept seeing that he went and got second and third okay. opinions, and they said it could be sooner. It actually might not be as bad as they said, but he doesn't want to have surgery because it'll be safe to end in. So. Oh yeah, I was gonna say pack. I mean, I could be yeah, they could be bad. Um, but, yeah, Steelers, it's not panic mode yet. I think that team is still very talented. Uh, but, yeah, Trubisky needs a big game, and uh, they just got to get healthy. And that's still a very winnable division. Yep. Uh, Jaguars, Colts, obviously Colts are just very disappointing. Absolutely. Um, Jaguars have had, kind of had their number here recently anyway. Well, let's, um, um, here's the thing, too, and I want to say this, is because we can get into the Colts and stuff. It is very clear the Jaguars are improved hiring so. De- Doug Peterson. You can look – I mean, they lost – I know they lost to Washington and what was an entertaining game that first yeah, week. Yeah, it was. But the, clearly the offense is better. The defense has a ton of – they have some really good talent on that defense. Uh, it's clear the Jaguars are just a, a much improved team. I mean, like you said, they're not – I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but you could just tell for, that this new life the staff has uh, provided this team has been – you know, it's a breath of fresh air for them. And they're playing really well. Trevor Lawrence looks great. 25 for 30. He looks really good. The, you know, I'll say this. We all agree Christian Kirk wasn't worth $84 million, but Christian Kirk's looked pretty damn good in that offense yeah. to start the season. You're right. Um, I'll tell you this. I bet you I'll start James Robinson next week. Uh, James Robinson. That, now, that's the thing, too. We kept talking about James Robinson. James we Robinson. didn't know how he was going to be after his injury. James Robinson's look great. Yeah. I mean, he I looks like he's, he's actually a little extra one, burst. Yeah. I mean, um, ETN is right now is, uh, you know, ETN looks like a great third down back. Yeah. Um, but uh, James but Robinson, he's, man. He's that, not as dynamic as Robinson. So, yep. if anybody wants mixing, let me know. <laughs> the, uh, the big disappointment has been, obviously, Matt Ryan. I'm listening. <laughs> uh, Matt Ryan, um, you know, absolutely atrocious game. Uh, you know, five sacks. That, that's never going to help anything. But three picks, 16 for 30. <laughs> I mean, just awful game. Uh, no Pittman. So that, that hurt the offense a little bit. Sure. But nine – and they played this game from behind a lot. But nine carries for Jonathan Taylor is – Ridiculous. That's a, that's really these stupid. teams that lose who they are because they're playing from behind. I've just never understood. You know who you are. You got to know who you are, and you you know stick to the plan. Stick to the game plan. It's not like twenty four points. A is a huge come from behind. Yeah, and they weren't losing by twenty four points the whole game. So no. it's like, what are we doing here, folks? Like this is, um, you know, they were down seventeen zero at halftime. Coming out. Second half, the game plan should have been, okay, we're going to run, 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 and open the pass. Matt Ryan will you know, figure out when he needs to throw. Um, I just don't get it. I don't get it. This team looks absolutely lost, uh, oh, you know, 0-1-1 to start the year here, and it's just it's not good. I agree. Um, 
You know, it wasn't what I expected. When they get Matt Ryan in, you know, I think here you go. You get you can get whatever juice he has left in him. Yeah, I thought it was a step up. For I Wentz, thought it was sure. a step for Wentz, and for it is. Sure. I mean, it's. I mean, it's been just like a carbon copy of what Wentz mm-hmm. was doing. So, I mean, still, there's plenty of time to you know get it fixed. This is again, this is not a division that is, you know, one that they would have any trouble winning if it all comes together. They got too much talent on that team. But at the same time, too, it's kind of it's getting ready to be like a gut check moment, and it's early in the season. But you know, you have an you have an identity with Jonathan Taylor. You're a run first team. You know, you can make I things happen that way. Know. I mean, you know, just fit, just sticking with your identity. You know, the defense they you know they have talent on that defense to you know slow teams down. But yeah, I agree. They've uh, they've been a disappointment so far. Yep. Uh, the most offensive friendly game of the weekend, uh, Dolphins Ravens. Holy uh, shit! Wow, crazy, crazy game. I was facing. I, I had Tyreek uh, on, on uh, one fantasy team, but I was already winning that league, so I wasn't too worried about it. Uh, but I was going against Tyreek in another league, and to see him have ten points and be like, okay, they, they were able to manage him, and then he just absolutely got loose. 11 catches, 190 yards, two touchdowns. Waddle, 11 catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns. The offense got going, and boy, did it look explosive. And before all that started, I mean, the best player on the field was Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Which, by the way, which, by the way, Ravens, I I don't know what your plan is. Um, If you're going to hold that, just then let's, you know, you know, trade him um, or do something because it just pay pay the man, you know, because. Right now, he is playing at a very high level. I know it's only two games in, but he's playing really well, um, especially with not having like a solidified number one. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it is going forward, but Lamar was very impressive on uh, Sunday. But let's talk about Tua. Tua right this now Tua's has coming out game. seven it's touchdowns. Real. Wow, this this team could be explosive. Yeah, Seven touchdowns and 735 yards in, the, in these last two games, which is uh, number one – is that number one in the league for yards and touchdowns? Yeah. It right? should be, yeah. yeah. So, dude, that's 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 big. And yeah. this is what Miami wanted. Sure. Tua has the weapons at his disposal to continue to do this week in and week out. Right. As long as he keeps it together and keeps being consistent. Um, well, they don't need to be getting down by, tw- by uh, 21 either. Dude, 36 for 50, 469 yards with six touchdowns. Did we ever think we were going to hear that coming with? No, that's uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's definitely not what I expected. Tua's, Tua's uh, stat line, but uh, no, great game by him. Obviously having probably two of the top five fastest wide receivers in the league on your team is is uh, it helps. That's a big deal. It helps a lot. Um, um, Miami being able to come back against this record, because I thought it was over. When, when, when Lamar Jackson ran that touchdown, what was it, 70-plus yards? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was over. I'm, oh, and uh, that Ravens got this locked down. And I loved sure it. Sure enough, the Dolphins come back, and I think what was the, the next big play to Tyreek? Lamar was on, Lamar's on my fantasy team, so I loved it. Oh, yeah. I every second of that. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, to Jalen Waddle, which, by the way, I mean, one, the Ravens, I don't know how you let a guy like, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill get uh, that wide open. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, maybe play some defense. I mean, I don't think they could really help it if Tyreek wants to turn on the burners. It's, it's I mean, he was a bit no, – seriously, he was so wide. I mean, there was no one around. He just ran right by the defense. Yeah. Literally, I mean, Gusecki could have been right there, and he probably could have still ran yeah. away from him. But Is he not allowed to throw the deuce up anymore? 
He throws it out forward like this. Oh, because he can't do it because it's that yeah. tawny? Yeah. That's stupid. The, 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 the stuff they complain about, bro. Yeah. yeah. Seems a little silly. But, um, no, I just, you know, great win by the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, very impressive. 2-0 and right now. Yeah, they're – are they 2-0? 2-0. 2-0. Oh, they beat the Patriots first yeah. week one. Um, yeah, 2-0. I mean, again, we're going to get close to the Buffalo-Miami games in the East, and it's going to be very interesting. Very entertaining for sure. Um, Rams-Falcons. Um, Rams, you know, still really, uh, I think, feeling that Super Bowl hangover. Their defense is – I told you they were going to start off Defense slow. has not looked great. Uh, offensively, you know, able to get the the first win, I think that's big to kind of build that momentum. Stafford, I know they're saying that elbow's okay, but I just don't know, man. I really don't. That two interceptions. That was a cheap shot. Uh, look bad. Two interceptions. Um, you know, they're trying to figure out who's gonna who's the the number one back there. Uh, you know, there's just a lot going on. Cooper Cup, luckily, happens to be a uh, freak. <laughs> He's awesome. And, uh, yeah, 11 catches, 108 yards, two touchdowns. And, I mean, that was too much for the Falcons. Um, a very improved – another team that's improved is the yep. Falcons. Oh, absolutely. I thought that I, – I may have underestimated them going into this week because I took the Rams' defense against them. Um, it's funny. They got down 28-3, to you know, that magic score that they always love to hear about. And they actually made a pretty furious comeback. Like, did they, they – it was right there for them to at least go in and tie – to go for the tie in the end, but Mariota throws that uh, interception late. Um, you know they got they got a lot of good things going for them, but uh, the Rams. It's just when you pay for that kind of talent, I mean that usually does win out. So it was a good win by the Rams. Nice bounce back after getting blown out by Buffalo. But I agree, they have a lot they need to work on. Yeah, no, there's there's uh, there's reasons to be optimistic, but yeah, um, same time. Just kind of all over the place. Yeah, really don't know wh- what they're doing. They're like I said, Matt Stafford looked incredible last year. Just had a lot of life to him and everything. And uh, I really do believe he's a little bit more hurt than uh, than we think. I think the best thing that came out of it, I think he started trying to find and work more rhythm with Allen Robinson mm-hmm. in this game, which is going to be important. Yeah, um, for sure. Cup. I mean, it seems like even though you know Cup's getting the ball, still can't uh, stop. You him. still can't stop him, which is nice. But eventually. You got to have someone else to rely on. Yeah. Um, Niners Seahawks. This was interesting just because obviously Trey Lance goes down. Bad injury. Uh, bad season ending. Um, you know, you get Jimmy. Which G- is a good thing for the Niners, probably. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe I hate so. to say it, like get, I don't, I don't I wish injury on anybody, but you get Jimmy G back in there, and he's just the classic Jimmy G. You know, thirteen for twenty-one, one hundred fifty-four yards, one touchdown. You know, and a rushing touchdown too, but. Um, just classic. He's going to just make sure that uh, he runs the offense the way it needs to be run and uh, not do anything too crazy, take care of the football, and uh, they get the win against the Seahawks. Well, good for the Niners not to really sever that relationship with him. They yeah. can bring him back. And, of course, you know, something like unfortunate like this happens, but, um, you know, he comes in, he does what he's supposed to do, game manages. You know, that defense played well. Uh you know, it's just it was a good win by the Niners, yep. especially coming off the loss to the Bears. For sure, Cowboys Bengals ended up being a great game. Um, I was supposed to have been there, did not make it. Um, there's too much. It was gonna be too much. If it had been a noon game, I was gonna be there. 
it being a 325 game ends up being too tough for me to try to go to the game and then have to drive back after. Just uh, wasn't in the cards. Ended up being obviously a great game because it was all Cowboys mm-hmm. early. Um, Bengals came back, uh, made it interesting. Uh, was able to get that tie there, and then Cowboys go down. And um, you know, I I thought it was ridiculous that the Bengals didn't. Was it more aggressive? I agree with that. that I agree with that 100. percent That call there to throw on third and short, just a short. Pl- I um, I just didn't understand just, that. Yeah, did not like it. Did not agree with it. Um, they're just kind of all over the place, man. This team is so maybe the other team that has a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. Yep, because yep. uh, you know Burrow getting sacked six times on his new and approved line. Um, it's a concern. It's an absolute concern. Uh, Cooper Rush. Did just enough to win this game. <laughs> um, no, I, no. I I don't think he's terrible. I, I think Cooper Rush does it. Mean, that was a nice play by Jalen. He's uh, he's two and zero as the starter, and um, he's like I said, he made some big throws when they needed it. Yeah, I agree. I mean he he managed the game well. He got the ball to who they needed to. They were, they leaned on that running game pretty well. Um, it was just a good win by the Cowboys. You know, they 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 lose Dak. You know, that's you start losing some confidence, but they held in there tough and uh, you know made some really good plays. Like you guys said, Cooper Rush made some big throws that he needed to. I I just hate how timid the Bengals are. I feel like we have so much expectation for them coming into this year, and you would like to see them capitalize on that. And maybe this is just a situation where they need to get punched in the mouth a couple times to figure their shit out and go get together. But they just don't look confident in anything that they're doing. Yep. Right? Well, it's in just my, like my, finding their opinion. way. It's like they're so. finding their way a little bit. Um, I still think they need to, you know, rely on uh, mixing more. Mm-hmm. Um, they do. But uh, <laughs> it's, you know, uh, one way to always turn around is, is to beat your rival. And they've got the Steelers Thursday night. You can get the first win of the season right th- – or they – is this be their second time playing Steelers? Are they playing them this Thursday? Who are the Steelers playing this Thursday? I was about to say um, – sorry. sorry. I got confused with someone else was talking about it. I was, now I remember they played in week one. Yeah, I was about to say – Are they going to put it that close? There for a second. Uh, let's see. You got uh, – all right, come on. They've got – the Jets on Sunday. Who does the Bengals? Mm-hmm. That'll be a tough one for the way the Jets have played in the first two weeks. Um, I mean, they, they yeah, that's. I mean, it's not a bad one to have though. Still. Yeah, I mean, it's a good one when you're looking for your first win. Jets. I mean, I hate to say they got lucky, but they literally statistically got very lucky. Yeah, sure. <laughs> with their with their first win, so uh, it's a good way to kind of go reset. Who the Steelers have Thursday night? I know that's what I was trying to get to. Um, Steelers game here. Uh, I mean, the Steelers just literally disappeared off here. <laughs> I, okay, here we go. Uh, the Steelers have the Browns. Oh, gross. This weekend. Or this Thursday. No. I mean, um, we'll see what happens. That's a, you know, again, good to get a chance to get a win over rival. I mean, this would be a good thing for the Steelers to, you know, get in a win number two. But, uh, see what happens but uh yeah Bengals. i mean again i think they need to start relying a little bit more on the running game um yeah i agree with you on that being their burrow looks a little timid again it could be a thing where he's getting hit a lot more mm-hmm. so he's you know having you know, 
quarterbacks get like that, but I think they're gonna find. I think they're gonna figure it out. I think it's gonna it's gonna come to them. That team is there's too much confidence on that team. I think, and I think they'll they'll find their way and they'll start really working against take that division. Yep, I agree. Um, Broncos Texans, uh, you know, like we said in the beginning of the show. Uh, Russell Wilson just has not looked great yet. Nope. Um, I think that's a little bit of concern. I mean, it doesn't help players going down, but 14 for 31, one touchdown and interception, that's not going to cut it, man. Yeah, he looked um, terrible on Sunday. Th- there's some things that they got to figure out there because the running game's solid. You know, Williams is looking pretty good, 15 for 75. Uh, Melvin Gordon right behind him, 10 for 47. They, lose, uh, they lost Jerry Judy in the first quarter. Jerry Judy, that's, that's a tough loss. It's a tough loss, tough loss for me too. Um, but uh, no, I mean they started going to relying on Cortland Sutton, but it just seemed like once they took Jerry away, he just didn't really. They had no KJ Hamler, so no K- Hamler, no Judy. I mean, you're taking that like underneath guy. Ooh, that was wide open. You're taking that. Un- There's no underneath guy really for uh, for Russ to lean on, like a Tyler Lockett esque. Mm-hmm. So very interesting, you know, going forward, see how Judy is because apparently it was. The test came back negative. Apparently a rib injury. I think people were thinking it was going to be a shoulder one. Um, so he's going to be day-to-day. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, the Broncos – now I'll say this. The Broncos' defenses look pretty good. Yep. That, that's been the kind of the cornerstone of their team so far this season. Um, so we'll see what happens. But very interesting to see with that offense, see if they can get it going. I almost don't know if they're giving Javante Williams the ball enough. Uh, another team that should be relying a lot more on their uh, – their pat their running game, but we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. Yep. No, I agree. I mean, it's not a it's not panic moment time yet, but the rest of the division starting to kind of get going. So it's about time for you to figure it out. And uh, uh, Russ is, I don't know. I mean, getting paid a lot of money to come there. Yeah. And and, and uh, kind of be that guy. Yeah. And uh, he just hasn't been it yet. So. I mean, if you're gonna ride, you better start riding. Absolutely. Um, finally, last game. Cardinals, Raiders. This might be the most entertaining game of the day. Very entertaining. Um, was ready to go ahead and fire <laughs> Cliff uh, Kingsbury. Kingsbury after this game was over. Uh, but Cardinals go ahead and make some incredible plays there. Kyler Murray, just an absolute say, video game player. Kyler Murray uh, decided to go ahead yeah. and make some plays. Where, yes, he did. Boy, did he need to because I'm not going to lie. Once again, we, it, being in a – I'm always going to have a special place in my heart for Kyler, but I was pretty close to turning off his game system and being being done uh, because he looked awful in this game for most of it and then eventually was able to start putting some stuff together, and then he was Kyler Murray, uh, the guy that we, we know that he can be. He makes that throw. For that that touchdown, well, that first two point conversion uh, they get. Well, the two point but, uh, both both two point conversions eight, eight, actually. Eighteen seconds to uh, to score that two point conversion is insanity. But uh, no, that one he throws to AJ Green. AJ Green, that's uh, insane. That throw, yeah, I, I don't even know how. Like, it's it's almost just luck as how good it was. Because how the way it got through there, you had a defender dive in to try to block it. Mm-hmm. It goes perfectly in, uh, right right to AJ Green. Uh, it was just unbelievable. Um, right after AJ Green dropped a touchdown pass. Yep. Um, you know you had um, of course Brown drop a big pass. 
I mean, that was that oh was that God, was going to end Brown, the game. That would have been oh, one to go towards yeah. almost ending the game. That made me sick. Yeah, I mean, once again, <laughs> really good sick. play by the defender. By the yeah. way, great hit. No, it was perfectly uh, timed hit. Because yeah. I mean, it was perfect. But because he didn't have full possession of the ball, Brown's got to catch that. If he catches that, just if he catches that more solid. I mean, I know he caught it with his hands, yeah. which is what you're which you're told. Yeah, yeah, you do that, then I mean, you know, it's just one of those things. It's weird. It's it was a perfect play call. Um. It was crazy. Yeah. It, was, it was just a great game. Yeah, it was. It's a big, big loss for the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, not just like your your mental state there. I mean, lo- losing game the way they did, but um, but because we're talking about this that, that division and how important it's going to be. Um, Is it weird for me to think that even though the Raiders are now zero and two, um, I still there's things I still like more about them than I had the Broncos. Yes, I, I don't hate that. No. no, I don't hate that at yeah. all. I think their defense has actually played pretty their well. Defense is pretty it's solid. Been solid. Um, um, their defense has played pretty well, and I think obviously Devontae's played well. I know he only had two catches for like twelve yards. Touchdown, Minnesota. Uh, but, but last week he oh what, he was nuts. I mean, yeah, he had more he had nuts. more yards and catches than the entire Packers uh, wide receiving core. Yeah, mm-hmm. against the uh, Chargers. I mean, they played well against the Chargers, and I mean, I know the Chargers didn't have Keenan Allen, but. I you know I've seen more good things out of the Raiders, to where I still think there's there's some there's still a lot of hope for them. The that offense with the Broncos though, I mean both games they just it's been there's something's been up, and it's leaned more toward rust than anything. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, no, I've I, there's been more good things I've seen out of the Raiders than I have out of the Broncos so far. Good first win for the the Cardinals. I mean, obviously they needed this after not having any shot in game one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that game was not even close. I almost think they need to just – I think, honestly, I think the narrative – they just need to let – obviously you just got to – like what they say with Russ, you got they say let Russ cook. You just have to let Kyler cook. Yeah. Like I, I know they're getting so hard yeah. on the playbook and everything, but at the same time too, this guy's one of the top athletes in all football in – you have to just let him go and make plays. Yeah. This is what I'm going to say about Arizona. Next four games, for for me to really consider them as a, a as a threat and be relevant, um, they got the Rams at home, they got uh, at the Panthers, they got the Eagles at home, and then they got the Seahawks or at the Seahawks. I need them to go three and one. In, in that I set. agree with that. So they're they're one and one right now. Yeah, they're one and one. Possible. So that's next five. So now they're yeah they're next four. So then you get seven game seven. You get hot back. Yeah. I I think I think um, you beat the Rams. Here, let's uh, actually let's just start. Say you lose to the Rams, right? You, you lose your momentum going off of it. You lose you lose to the Rams. Um, you beat the Panthers. Then you have to beat the Eagles. The Eagles are playing great football right now. They look great tonight. As I say, we're sitting here watching the game while recording. They're looking great so far. Freaking Hurts is 10 for 10. Yeah. Uh, is the Rams really, though, a guaranteed loss? No, I, I don't think it's guaranteed. No, no not the way they're playing. I think but they're more likely to lose to the Eagles. Here's the, the biggest problem, though. At this point, you're right. I mean, honestly. Here's the biggest problem, though, is that the Rams are the Cardinals' defense. We're sitting here talking about their offense. Their defense, and now granted they played well toward the end, but for most of the quarters of this start of the season, they have not been good. Right. Now, granted, they faced Derek Carr and Devontae Adams in Game Two, and then they faced Patrick Mahomes in Game One. Yeah, that's not, so that's tough. <laughs> yeah, that is tough. Um, I I just think that obviously huge expectations this year, right? Huge expectations. They've got to get in here. They got to make some noise. Got to win these ball games. I mean, 
you're right. You're saying not an automatic loss against the uh, against L.A. No, that can't be. That that's the kind of quality team that you got to win, and you got to show that you belong in this conversation. Um, I I don't know. I, I just Cardinals are a team that you know sitting zero and two. If had they lost this game, <laughs> we, we've talked about that. I think I think hot. I think. Kingsbury uh, yeah, might have been fired. I mean, seriously, I, I literally the way the way things were looking, how bad Kyler was looking, everything yeah. involved, I it would not have surprised me had yeah. he gotten fired. And it's crazy to say after two games, but that's exactly how the game felt. Yeah, so, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. We already we already talked about how hot his seat is. Oh yeah, no, he's so, lucky to have a job. No, seriously, though. I mean, they they're buying into this that they that he can continue to help Kyler progress and. And that they can get that offense going. I bet that the leash is a little loose right now with no hop. I think they're thinking, well, let's get our our, our number one back and and uh, you know kind of get playing with what we got. Um, because I've told you guys, I mean, you look at this team. I mean, Marquise Brown is not number one. Okay, so that that hurts. I don't care if no Marquise him, Brown is a slide. I don't care really? that him and um, Murray are you know best of friends and all this stuff. That that. He can't lead this team, right? So it's who are those guys that are going to step up and help? You know, AJ Green with the big catch. That well, AJ AJ Green's not number one either. And he, no, he's too old. I mean, he's past his prime. I yeah. mean, there's just there's a lot of things where you're just like, okay, someone's got to be the staple, right? Until Hop can get back, that's why if you go three and one in that next stretch right there, I think that puts you in a great position to where you get your guy back. And then all of a sudden, you're off and running. It's going to be interesting to see what that offense looks like once they do get a hot back and they start going to more they, the air raid that they've been talking about. And then, I mean, Rondell Moore's got to get healthy too. Um, say, did, what did they say about Connor? Has uh, anything I mean, been said yet? Because, I haven't seen anything about Connor yet. Because him going down, leaving that game, not coming back in, I think is a little bit of concern because running game, yeah, it, it, you still have to have a running game in the NFL. I mean, Mahomes and the Chiefs have been a freak of nature. Not having to have quite as much, but if you think about you know them winning the Super Bowl and everything like that, they were able to move the football on the ground. So yeah, you know Benjamin though has played. I think I think Enio Benjamin's played pretty well so far. Yeah, they still have they have former Chief uh, Daryl uh, Williams, Williams as like kind of their third. So um, I, it's not a little bad core to fill in for Connor, but um, I agree they need to have some sort of running game. I mean, if that I don't want them like running like ten times a game. But he does have to run more too as well because that changes everything. Mm-hmm. But um, it's going to be interesting when they get hot back. I mean, that's the key. They get hot back. That's going to open up a lot more, not just for, you know, I mean, probably the running game. But, I mean, it's going to open up more for Marquise. Uh, you know, it's going to open up a ton for Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz played really well yesterday. Um, so it's going to be an interesting offense once they get uh, their number one back. Yep, for sure. So, uh, football, I mean, obviously NFL this weekend was fantastic. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. So much better than college th- this week <laughs> as far as uh, entertainment. Um, but what a great problem to have. It's like yeah. which, which football is better, and that's where we're at. So glad to have it back. Um, let's finish up the show with a couple uh, things. One thing I wanted to uh, uh, touch on, obviously, i got to mention my boy Aaron Judge. Um you know, the talk has been going on for about a month now. Otani played himself back into the conversation for MVP, you know, including CeCe Sabathia, a f- uh, former teammate of Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, 
Aaron Judge mm-hmm. um, saying that not only is Otani the MVP this year, but he's the greatest player of all time. Who said uh, that? CC Sabathia. Oh, is he back in rehab? Oh, I thought he was drinking. I can. I don't even think. Jeez. I don't think Otani's even been the best player on his team. Well, I mean, that's what of the last that, like. Well, we could we could argue that. I mean, from a talent, like, like I understand what he's doing is it's like never been done. I mean, that's the big thing is it's never been done what he's doing. Very impressive, right? It's never Great been season. done. Yeah. I mean, the, I the mean, stats he's doing. Babe putting Ruth up. would have. Well, that's what I'm say saying. Babe, Babe's <laughs> the only person that they can they can compare it to, but like some of the things, like, uh, stats he's putting on, no, we've never seen. No one's even done it, even Babe. So yes, is there stuff to be impressive? Listen, right now, Aaron Judge's season, a he's point one points away from now being the triple crown leader, uh, for because he's on an absolute heater. So I want that noted. Secondly, he is leading every offensive statistical uh, stat that you could you could post. I mean, he's number one in everything that matters. What I, I I don't know what we're talking about. I don't know how you can say that a first place baseball team that is having with a player who's having a an insane statistical season. Is not the MVP, clear MVP over someone who is on a team that very impressive, probably not even the best player on his team, and and a team that's been in the bottom of their division since I don't know the first month. <laughs> I, I I just you, I don't get it. You know what I can compare it to, and it no, I can't even really compare it to that, but. Remember early 2000s? I hate to try to cross sports. Remember early 2000s, Shaquille O'Neal on the Lakers? Mm-hmm. He could have won MVP every year, right, from like 2000 to 2004. You know who won the MVP, took the MVP away from him a couple times? Who's Steve that? Nash. I right? thought he took that away from Kobe. One from Shaq. Okay, Kobe and Shaq. No, you're right, Kobe. It was Kobe. I'm sorry. Okay, so Kobe. Let's just say that. He took it from Kobe, mm-hmm. right? The thing about it, though, that I agree with you, Preston, is he was on a winning team when he did it. I think that's what matters. I think the thing that people get stuck on with with Otani is the fact that nobody else can do what he does. Right. Aaron Judge can't go out there and get 12 strikeouts and throw for seven innings. You know, he can't do that. He is is strictly – his talent is hidden. His gift is hidden. His gift is that one side of the ball. And if you look at Otani – Who's get who can't focus on just one thing, and for him to be as dominant as he is, what? Well, um, for him to be as dominant as he is on both sides. Well, hey, this is where I counter that. Okay, it's tough. Judge is an an elite outfielder. Okay, so let's not forget that he is playing both sides. He's got. Well, you, I agree with you. I understand that. it's not yeah, pitching. But, I understand that, but I'm saying like if you're going to bring in, well, he's a pitcher and he's doing this. Well, that's great because Judge is not only the the biggest center fielder of all time because <laughs> he's playing a lot of center field right now. His arm, when I say deadly accurate, I mean he is the the Tua of <laughs> of freaking. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> 
That would um, put a lot of fear into them. <laughs> well, you know, that's a joke for Tyler yeah. Hill saying the most accurate passer he's ever seen. Uh, but no, I don't know. I, I can't believe it. Otani doesn't even lead his team in home runs. Yeah. And the guy who does has missed a lot, a lot of games. I think that Judge is having such a historic season that they have to give it to him. So I agree with you on that. And he's on a winning team. It would be outrageous for them not to give it to yeah. him. But I think you still have to – I mean, Otani's going to be in it every year if he's having years like this, bro. Right. If he's pitching and playing – now imagine if he did – if he did this, if Otani's on the Yankees right now, right. is it a closer discussion for you? If, even if, if he's, he's on the even, Yankees. Even if he's just on the Angels and they're winning – they're in first place in that division. You would have to be like – It would be more of a conversation. It would just have to be so overwhelmingly he yeah. is like – he'd have to be a guy that you're talking about, not just like tops for like offensive stats, but you're like – you're considering him like this guy might win a Cy Young yeah. this year. Right. So – There's just yeah. – I don't know. It's crazy. Anyway, it's Monday uh, of the week. Yankees got Pittsburgh this week and they got Boston. Judge is going for 61. I feel like this is the week, boys. I feel like this is a week he had two yesterday to get to 59. Um, you know, the next one's going to tie Babe. One after that, Maris. I, I, I just feel like he's hitting three this week. You know, what I, you know what I think? I don't think I don't even think those are going to be the three biggest home runs hit this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now. What's the three biggest home runs? I think that belongs to Albert. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Hey, three biggest. Just two. He just needs two. two. Yeah, it's yeah, two, eight, but. Hey, I'll tell you this right now. Let's have this debate. Is is it bigger for Albert to hit 700 or is it bigger for Judge to break? Albert to hit 700. Albert 700. Albert to hit 700. I, I, look, I don't agree, disagree yet <laughs> Okay, because I think we're starting to get to a point where we're accepting the steroid era a little bit more. Um, and that means all of a sudden, you know, Bonds has 73. Yeah. And that goes a lot further. And, you know, you got obviously – Sammy sixty six, uh, McGuire seventy. So it's not even like McGuire or uh, Judge is breaking a home run record, but he's breaking the AL home run record mm-hmm. that is quote unquote the true home run record. But see, that's now, the, bro, real quick, home run how long have we been waiting for this? No, I'm, I'm not, not going to call it that. Look, I'm look, okay. Yeah. I told you in the last couple years, I've come so far around on balls. Yeah. It's unreal. He's the greatest player to ever play. Hundred percent. I don't take anything away from it. I know. But what? But what? But what, close. What, I agree with Bonds you. He's in that realm. He's in that realm. Is the problem with? And I'm just not trying to hate on uh, uh, Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron played 22 seasons. Yeah, and had 3,700 <laughs> hits. No, no, no. I told you the greatest stat. I think the greatest stat in maybe sports history is the fact if you took away all all of. Uh, Hank Aaron's home runs, he'd still have 3,000 hits. Yeah. That to me is That's insane. It's crazy. But once again, you start pulling up Bond stats, and it's just the most ridiculous thing. We're starting to see Aaron Judge get walked during this, and I think he's at 18 intentional walks this season. Yeah. In 2001, 2002, I can't remember which year it was, Bond's had 119. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's going to be more. I think it might be more oh, uh, two or three, oh two or oh three, because that was because that that was when he won MVP again. But he uh, he also hit like three seventy that year. Um, let's see here. Hold on. It might um, be the oh two year. See, I couldn't remember. It's right there. On. In that one to three. 
So in it was in 2004. Oh wow! He had okay. 232 walks. Jeez. How many of those I are intentional? Well, so I think it's like 119. Some reason that number is jumping out at me. But that year he also hit 362, <laughs> uh, and he hit 45 bombs and 101 RBIs. Yeah. The crazy thing about Bonds is if you take away 2000 to 2007, he's still a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. So that's why you know people talk about the steroid things. I, steroids don't make you a great hitter. No. Right, they may, they help you heal faster and they give make you a little stronger, but they don't make you a great hitter. You right. still got to see the ball and con- make contact with the ball. No, probably the greatest but, eye of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, but to your point, and he actually was a really he was actually between that time between two thousand between like when he starts at two thousand, he was still actually a pretty top tier outfielder too. Yeah, not bad defender. Not bad. Yeah, I agree. But, but um, to your point, Preston, I think for Aaron Judge. I'm not saying it's not a big deal because it is a big deal, but I think it's even a bigger deal for Yankees fans. Well, yeah, um, for I this. Mean, it's, it's but, a, it's but a, also, I feel like the most important home run in our lifetime was. It's I hate to say this so much, but 1998 when well, so Mark McGuire yeah. Well, yeah. hit that home run against the Cubs, of course, right? right. Yeah, against yeah, the Cubs, the get, shortest home run get, he'll ever hit in his life. Yeah, to get was it 63? No, 62. 62. To get 62, 62. Yeah. that was the most important like home run in my lifetime because yeah. you know. Even towards Barry Bonds breaking Hank Aaron's, there started to become a lot of chatter about what he was doing to, right. you know, all that stuff. So it was kind of jaded that moment, I feel like. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, it's a big deal. But I, 700, bro, how many people have done it? Three? Three. Yep. Three. And so that's, that's why I'm like, huge, it's kind of a weird thing deal. because you've got three guys who've hit 61 or uh, more than 61, excuse me. And then you've got three three guys who've hit 700. So it's kind of like a almost even keel in that aspect. I thought, but somebody did it multiple times, right? Sammy Sosa hit sixty three times. Yep, in the sixty three times, I think sixty six, then a sixty again, sixty six, sixty three, and I think like sixty. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, sixty. Yeah, sixty. Hold on, then Barry Bonds with his seventy, which is crazy. He only hit, he only hit uh, sixty once. Who Barry? Yeah. Yeah, because he hit because he hit forty the year before he hit right. seventy, right. and then I think he hit forty something again. So, yeah. but they did walk him a lot. No, but walked him a ton. That's that's the whole deal. Sammy hit. Let's see here. He hit sixty six, sixty three, and sixty four, and he didn't lead the league in home runs either of those three years. That's insane. Absolutely what? insane. Yep, I, not one of those years did he lead the league. Yeah, wouldn't. Yeah. He won the MVP in ninety eight though. He, yes, yeah. he did. He led the he led the league in home runs when he had fifty and forty nine. Crazy. That's crazy. All right, let's finish it up. You got. I mean, entertainment wise, the only thing I saw, I saw uh, the new uh, horror movie Barbarian mm. uh, last week. I uh, really enjoyed that. Um, it brought to mind kind of the kind of the style of another horror movie. Um, I think one that Preston, I think you mentioned that you didn't like, Malignant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has kind of that same feel to it. Um, it's it's a very twi- I you know I don't want to go too much into it. There's a lot of good twists in it, um, a really pretty funny Justin Long performance in it, um, but just really enjoyed it. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I'm into those kind of wacky, kind of weird horror movies that go. Be- they kind of remind me of those like B movie '80s horror movies or even the '90s ones that I really enjoyed. They kind of had that Sam Raimi feel, mm-hmm. um, but but literally, I thought it was one of the you know better movies I've seen in a bit. Uh, I get four out of five. 
I really enjoyed it. It's a good one. All right, I'll have to check it out. Um, I just wanted to mention, I mean, House of Dragons is fantastic. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, you guys got to watch it because it really has been – last night's episode was – Pretty, uh, pretty lit. Did you hear that uh, story that came out about the, she, the one of the actresses was talking about uh, uh, all the uh, the extras they had there? They said their base, their job was to show up and just do sixty nines. Yeah, the orgy. Yeah, the orgy. Yeah, there's, apparently, there's an, orgy an orgy scene. scene. Yeah. They said they they're like rough life. All you gotta do is show up and do a sixty nine. Well, she uh, the, the main girl was sitting there talking about that, saying that really caught her off guard when she's like trying to act, and there's just two people like there sixty nining. Which it's like, wow, talk about an interesting day at the office. No shit. <laughs> this is on the show? Yeah. yeah, they're like, hey, what are you here to do? They're like, well, we're going to 69. Yeah. You guys just 69 over there. We're going to go ahead and uh, film this scene right here. So Yeah. Um, but no, cool. Uh, you've been watching Rings of Power? Yes, have been. How's that been? <sighs> it's slow. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of kind of all over the place. It, mm-hmm. It's getting... It's building something. Um, I watched a very good YouTube video talking about explaining everything, kind of breaking everything down and where they think it's going from here. Mm -hmm. And that kind of helped get me more excited into it. But so far, um, besides episode one, which was great, I would say that it's kind of been a new Star Wars for me. Okay. To where it's – I'm not there yet. So – not not great. I mean, I hold Lord of the Rings and Star Wars the highest, uh-huh. most yeah. Uh, you know, you can go on a scale. Uh, so you got to really do a lot to impress me. And like I said, the storyline's cool. What they got going is cool, but it is it's just different. Speaking of Star Wars, I know we were all pretty big fans of Rogue One. Uh, the new Andor mm-hmm. series is coming. It should be coming out. I think. To, uh, to, or That's Wednesday, good, I, well, while we were, I, I know we were all really high on the, when we did the Star Wars episode um, with a, uh, you know, and with a uh, Rogue One. So that does look good. I like the spy thriller kind of aspect they have to it. So I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in that one. Yeah, Rogue One was fantastic. So yeah, I am excited to see how this plays out. Yeah. That's where you got anything you want to leave? Oh, no. I think if I'm what to watch, uh, what I'm watching, really. It's me, me and uh, my girl literally sat on the couch one day and watched probably six or seven hours of Deadliest Catch. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I, I used to watch the. the I'm not gonna lie, they, I, yeah, I mean, some of those shows I used to so like. We literally like we've been watch we've been watching it for like two years off and on. So we've got, finally decided to like catch up a little bit. So what's that? That's tune? really the only thing. What was that watching. tuna show? Like tuna show? yeah, they where the guys would go out. We would be like tuna fishing, like it was like hard tuna or something like that. Oh no no no! Was it on Netflix? No, it was on. I mean the re the uh, show might have been back on Netflix, but uh, it was a uh, it was on uh, the same channel as like Deadliest Catch yeah, and everything. I know, uh, I know, I know what, what you're, you're talking, talking about, about, but I can't. I Wicked can't tuna. Wait. That's Wicked, it. Wicked that's tuna. Yes. <laughs> Wicked tuna. You want to talk about a show that had just some amazing like sound bites? That show was absolutely loaded with them. That's hilarious. No, you know what? I didn't really get into all, any of those shows. I, I love a lot of that stuff, but yeah, it's also one of those things. It's like it gets very repetitive too, so it, it's kind of hard to stay checked in. But um, well, guys, that does it for us. We're another two-hour podcast. You can tell football season's back. We get into it. Wow, Diggs! Holy crap! My God, uh, Jess just went from like barely beating. Caitlin, she's now yeah. scored the most points this week with 181. Yeah, strong. 
Um, but yes, make sure you guys follow us on social media. Keep up with everything we got going. We're going to post pics and everything that we got. Uh, so make sure you see that. The Bills are absolutely killing the Titans here uh, as we wrap up the show. But yes, please follow us on social media Twitter, Facebook, at your mom's favorite threesome. And uh, just keep up with us. So we'd like to hear from you guys. Let us know what you're watching, what you're thinking. Send your picks, whatever you got. Let's do it. You guys have a great week. We'll see you later. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. See you guys.